Blog Talk Radio. Your love is a mountain from beneath my feet. 
your love is the mystery How you gently lift me When I am surrounded Your love carries me Sisters, welcome to the Lord's Hour. I'm really happy to be here to share um, the words of God and um, and the dreams and and you know the revelation that the Lord wants us to know in this time as His coming is ever closer. But before I start, I'm, as usual, I'd like to open up with a word of prayer because we have to start everything we do with our Lord Jesus Christ. So let's all repent first. Father God, in Jesus' name, we all repent of all of our sins. Father God, forgive us of all of our iniquities. Father God, forgive us, Lord, of all the unclean things that we have done. Oh, Father God, I pray that in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, that you cleanse all of our hearts, our souls, our minds, Father God, with your holy blood, and that, Lord God Almighty, you would forgive us, Father God, change our minds, change our souls, change our spirits, change our thinking. Oh, God, change everything about us and lead us and guide us, oh, God, and use us to bring glory to your name. Oh, Father God, let your kingdom come down upon us in our hearts and our souls and our minds. Oh, Jesus, lead us and guide us. Use us for your glory, Father God. Forgive us of all of our sins, O oh Lord. Oh, Lord, deliver us from all of our iniquities. Oh, Jesus, make everything new. Strengthen us, oh, Jesus. Fill us with more and more of your holy fire. Oh, Jesus, fill us with more and more of your anointing and more and more of your glorious presence and more and more of your anointing and your power. Oh, God, lead us. Lead us. Strengthen us. Fill us with your holy spirit. Spirit, O oh Lord, let your will be done in our lives. Oh, Jesus, forgive us of all of our sins. Oh, Jesus, we repent of all of our sins. Make everything new. Oh, Jesus, break the yokes and the chains of Satan that are over us. Destroy the works of Satan in us. Father God, the devices of Satan, Father God, that are in us, remove them now in the name of Jesus. I bind all demons in any one of us and I command them to come out. I cast them out of all of us, of anyone that is on right now into the pits of all now in the name of Jesus. I break the sinful desires that are in their lives. I break the plans and the works of Satan in the lives of all of your people right now in the name of Jesus. Oh, Father God, I pray that right now you come down like a fire. And that, Lord, you would consume all the works of Satan against all of your people. Now, in the name of Jesus, oh, God, pour out your anointing. Oh, Father God, pour out your spirit and set all the people listening free right now in the name of Jesus. Oh, Father, let your will be done in all of us as it is in heaven right now. And, Father God, I pray that you keep preparing us for your coming. Oh, Jesus, fill us with your faith and fill us with your word, oh, Lord. Oh, fill us with your understanding and your truth, oh, Lord, because you are coming soon. Oh, Jesus, make all of us ready, Father God. Deliver all of us from all doubt, from all frustration, Father God, from all fear, from all sin, from all darkness, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, oh Father God, I pray that you bring healing, Lord, healing, oh Jesus, to he- Jesus, bring healing to all of us, Father God, that need healing, and bring deliverance to all of us that need deliverance, and Father God, break the chains of Satan that are over any one of us right now, in the name of Jesus, oh God, I pray that you deliver us, Father God, from all that you want us to be delivered from, oh Father God, keep strengthening all of us, keep making all of us ready for your coming, in the name of Jesus, oh Father God, right now, the most important thing that you want us to focus on, 
one is being ready for your coming. Oh, because, oh, Jesus, you're coming soon. Prepare us, prepare us, prepare us, oh, Lord. Oh, Lord, remove all darkness and all sin out of all of us. In the name of Jesus, I rebuke and I cut down every work of Satan against any one of us right now. In the name of Jesus, I bind all demons and I cast them all out of our lives. Into the pits of all the name of Jesus, I come against all dark and clean powers. With the blood of Jesus, I cancel the activities of Satan. I cancel the activities of Jezebel and witchcraft and divination and idolatry and sexual immorality in the lives of anyone that is listening. I command all you demons to leave now. I cancel and destroy you. I come against you with the blood of Jesus. I come against you with the fire of the Holy Spirit. Now consume the works of Satan out of all of your people now. In the name of Jesus. Oh Father God, your word says where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom and there's, there's liberation. Oh Father God, I know that your Spirit is everywhere and your word says when your people are gathered, Lord Jesus, Father God, in two or more groups, Father God, there you are with them. Oh Holy Spirit, come into this place now. Oh Jesus, come and touch everyone now and break the powers of Satan now. I rebuke you, Satan. I come against you now with the blood of Jesus. You have no power. You have no authority. You have no no power to control, to touch the children of God. I command you to leave now in the name of Jesus. I break your works, you Lucifer. I break your works, you Jezebel, now in the name of Jesus. Oh, Father God, consume the works of Satan by your fire. Oh, Father God, it is not by power nor by might, but it is by your Spirit. Oh, Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. Come in your power and in your majesty and your glory for this place, O oh Lord. O oh Lord, for the atmosphere, let your healing power. O oh Father God, heal and set the minds of your children free. Oh Father God, bring blessing, bring healing, bring deliverance and restoration to your lost souls, oh Lord. Oh Lord, you care about making your people ready, Father. Make them ready, oh Jesus. Bless them. Bless them and make them ready in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Oh Lord, I pray that now you would make them ready. Oh Father God, make them ready in the name of Jesus. Oh Father God, bless and bring healing and restoration, oh God, and break the necks of your enemies. Crush them under your feet, O oh Lord. La carriche terribles. I command every demon, every demon of sexual immorality, every spirit of lying, every spirit of carna- every spirit of fleshliness, every, every, every spirit of this sinful, abomin- abominable world, every spirit of lust, every spirit of jealousy, strife, envy, to leave all those that are listening now in the name of Jesus. I cancel your works, Satan, Satan. I cancel your works. You have no power. You have no authority over the saints and the children of God. I command you to roll back into the pits of hell now in the name of Jesus I cast you out of their lives now in the name of Jesus oh you have no power you have no power because the word of God says oh they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony oh Satan you have been overcome by the blood of Jesus oh Jesus defeated you he crushed you he crushed you he overcame you by his blood and by his victory and you have no say you cannot stand at the mention of the name of Jesus every knee will 
will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord oh Lord let your will be done let your power come to break and to set the captives free now in the name of Jesus Satan your time is up because the coming of the Lord is at hand and the chosen vessels of the Lord will be made ready and they will be filled and they will be changed and they will be transformed and Satan you cannot stop it I rebuke your voice in the name of Jesus I cut down your powers right now in the name and blood of Jesus I command a million host of angels to descend and to protect the people of God right now to defend them to minister to them to bring healing revival restoration to break the yokes of Satan to break the spell and the voice of divination and the voice of witchcraft now in the name of Jesus oh Father God reverse 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 the works of Satan reverse the works of Satan break the chains Lord Jesus break the chains oh Lord Heal, deliver, restore, and renew your people. Make your people ready for a coming, Lord, right now. And renew their minds, Father God. Every demon, every work of witchcraft, every device of Satan and any one of us, remove. Oh, Lord God Almighty, remove. Remove Jesus right now. Deliver all of us from all that we should be delivered from. Father God, all that we were not created to be that we are. Deliver us from all that now in the name of Jesus. Oh, Father God, bring anointing, bring anointing, bring revival, bring revival. Oh, Father God, bring restoration now in the name of Jesus. Oh, Lord, bring healing, bring healing and deliverance and revival, oh, Lord. Let your will be done, Father God, for I know you've heard these prayers, oh, Lord. Oh, Lord, I thank you for this day. Holy Spirit, I thank you for filling this place with your presence. Oh, Lord, you are here and we know that you are here. Oh, God, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you, Jesus. Jesus. Oh, Jesus, we praise you. Holy Spirit, thank you. We magnify a holy name. We bless you, O El Shaddai. Oh, thank you so much, Jesus. Thank you so much, Jesus. Thank you so much, Jesus. Oh, Jesus, we bless you, our King and our Lord. We thank you, we thank you, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you that your power and your might and your glory is in this place. Oh, Lord, keep leading us. Keep leading us, Jesus. Jesus, lead us in the name of Jesus. Guide and protect your people. Let your will be done in all of our lives now in the name of Jesus. And Father, forgive us for Father God, we repent, O oh Lord Jesus, for we know not what we do. Oh Father God, we know not what we do, Jesus. We know not what we do, Jesus. Forgive us. Oh God, forgive us of our sins. Father God, forgive us. Take our sins and take our iniquities away. Father, deliver us from all that is in us that is not of you. Change us, O oh Jesus. Change us. Oh Holy Spirit, come and change all of us. Oh Holy Spirit, come and change all of us. Holy Spirit, come now. Come mightily, Holy Spirit. Come, you are invited into this place. Father God, you're invited on the Lord's hour that everything belongs to you. Holy Spirit, you're invited into the rooms of everyone that is listening. Holy Spirit, you're invited, Lord Jesus, into the lives of everyone that is listening. Holy Spirit, you're invited. You're invited. Holy Spirit, come, 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 come. Holy Spirit, come, come and pour out your anointing. Holy Spirit, come and pour out your fire and your Holy Spirit, Jesus. Come, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Oh, Jesus, come. I thank you, Holy Spirit. Father God, and I pray that you'd remove all the chaff, all the sin, all the darkness, all that is disgusting, all that is evil, all the abominations of the flesh, all the abominations of the sinful world. Deliver from all these, Father God, because we're not of this world. We're just living in this world and we're just waiting for a time to come to leave. And Father God, we thank you for all that you've done for us. Father, thank you for bringing us this far. Oh, Jesus, thank you for leading us. Oh, Father God, bless us and keep us, restore and heal and make all things new. Father God, let your will be done in us. Bring revival, bring revival, bring revival, bring transformations, oh Lord. Let your 
glory be so great. Let your glory be so mighty. Let it be seen in our lives like never before. Oh Jesus, use us, use us for great and mighty things, oh Lord. I thank you for all the wonderful things that you do and that you're doing. Oh Lord, I thank you. Oh God, I bless you, oh Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Oh Jesus, thank you, thank you, Holy Spirit. Spirit, oh Jesus, we worship you. Oh Jesus, we thank you for your blood shed on Calvary for us. Oh Jesus, we thank you. Oh Jesus, we bless your name. Oh God, there is no one like you, our King and our Lord. You're the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Oh God, we bless your name. Oh Jesus, we extol your name, mighty God. There is none like you, oh Lord. Oh Lord, we worship you. We just want to worship and we just want to thank you for today. Oh Father God, thank you so so much. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I bless your name, oh God. I lift your name on high. I glorify and I praise you. Our King, our King, our King, our strong and our breasted one, oh, our Prince of Peace, the line of the tribe of Judah, we bless and we glorify you. Oh, for Jesus, who is like you, there is a none in all the earth and in all the heavens, there is a none. You are the only one, Jesus. You're the only one, Jesus, that deserves to be praised. And Father God, right now, we give you your glory and your honor. We thank you for your loving, tender mercies. We thank you, Lord, for your kindness. We thank you for your shalom. We thank you, Lord, for the plan and the future that you have for us. Oh, God, thank you. We receive your will into our hearts. Oh, Jesus, I thank you for today. I thank you for my brothers and sisters. I thank you, Lord. Oh, Lord, I praise your name. I praise your name. I praise you. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Jesus, thank you, Jesus, for everything, oh Lord, I thank you, Jesus. Jesus, come into this place. Jesus, come into this place. Oh, Jesus, please, I pray that you touch all my brothers and sisters that are listening. Father God, make them all ready. Oh, Lord, pour out your spirit. Pour out your spirit, oh, Holy Spirit. Pour out your power. Pour out your anointing. Oh, Jesus, pour out your presence. Pour out your healing power. Manifest your glory, oh, Holy Spirit. And I pray that, Lord, you would use me as a vessel to bring glory to your name. Father God, use me as a vessel to let your will to be done, oh, Lord, and all the earth, oh, Father God. Oh, Father God, use all of us as vessels to bring glory to your name. Oh, Father God, bring healing, bring healing, bring healing, bring revival, bring restoration, bring the chains and the yokes of Satan and the lives of people. Father God, deliver your children. Make them ready, oh God. Make them ready in the name of Jesus. Oh Jesus, make them ready in the name of Jesus. Oh Father, I thank you so much. Thank you so much. Deliver, Father God. Renew, renew your people. Oh, Father God, renew your people. Bring them close together in your love, in your word, and in your truth. Oh, Lord, let them all be made perfect, perfect. Oh, God, perfect in your will, oh, Father God. Release your anointing. Oh, Jesus, pour out your holy fire. Oh, God, pour out your anointing, pour out your power and your presence. Oh, Father God, let the words that come out of my mouth, let them not be my own, but Holy Spirit. Let them be yours, oh, Lord Jesus. Oh, thank you so much, Jesus. Thank you, 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 Jesus. Oh, Lord, I bless your name, Father God. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you, Jesus. Oh, Jesus, thank you for today. Thank you for your blessings. Thank you for your presence. Oh, God, thank you for your power. Thank you for your anointing. Oh, Jesus, we just want to worship you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, our Lord, our King, and our God. We bless your name. Oh, Lord, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. Oh, Holy Spirit, thank you so much. 
so much. Thank you for being so great and so mighty. Holy Spirit, thank you for being so loving. Holy Spirit, thank you for not ever giving up on us. Holy Spirit, thank you for making all things new. Holy Spirit, thank you for coming down Lord, after our Lord Jesus ascended into heaven. Holy Spirit, thank you for being with us. Thank you for dwelling in us. Thank you for helping us, Father God, when we're broken. Father, thank you for helping us, Father God, when we can't see. Oh, Jesus, you have been so good. You're such a merciful, mighty, and gracious God. Father, thank you so much for everything. Father, I thank you so much for today. I thank you so much for your presence. I thank you so much for your power. I thank you so much for your love. I thank you so much for your truth. I thank you so much for your anointing. Thank you so much. And Father God, I pray that in this time of the Lord's hour that your spirit will fill this place. I pray that in this time that there will be no interruptions, there will be no darkness trying to interfere, Father God, with your will and your plan and your calling for your children. And Lord, I pray that in this time that you would speak, Father God, your words expressly through me, that you would speak your will exactly as you want it to be spoken through me, Father God. Let it not be me that speaks. Father God, please use me as a vessel because I am nothing and I have nothing. Lord, it is all you that is everything. Father, we're all nothing. Father God, speak through me your words and your will. Show the world your true true power through me, Jesus. Use me to manifest your glory and your miracles and your signs and wonders. Today, in the name of Jesus Christ, oh Holy Spirit, thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit, Father God. Bless the weak, Father God. And, Father God, raise the poor up, Father God. And heal what is broken and mended, Father God, in Jesus' name. Bring revival and restoration and transformations in the lives of all of your people, Father God. Let those that are waiting, Father God, let them not be discouraged. Let them not be discouraged at all. Let them not be discouraged, oh, Father. Father, let them not be discouraged, and they won't be discouraged. In the name of Jesus. Keep preparing for the Lord, for He's coming soon. Keep preparing. Keep making your hearts ready. Keep making your hearts ready. Keep be- being ready. He's coming now. He's coming now. The Lord is coming. Jesus is coming. He's coming. He's coming. It's ever closer. It's ever closer. I can just feel it so strong in the Spirit, and that's what He's letting me know in this time. That His coming. It's so close. It's so close. It's so close. It's so close. Don't be discouraged, or, or don't be dismayed. Do not lose hope in the coming of the Lord. It is true. It is true. It is true, because everything the Bible says comes to pass. Have you not seen the words of the Lord spoken in the books? They've all happened. Everything the Lord says will always be fulfilled because He's a God of truth, because He's a God that knows the end from the beginning. Everything that the Lord says will always come to pass, and it's been happening since the beginning of time. I want to encourage all of you to know that Jesus, He's coming. He's on His way. Time is up. Time is up. Time is up. He's coming. I want all of you to be ready. I encourage all of you to keep preparing, keep preparing, keep preparing, keep preparing. If there's any, if there's any waiting, as you, as, as some of you are wondering, because some of you have waited, I know for so many years. I've met people that have told me I've been waiting for the Lord for five years now. I've, some people have probably been waiting for even longer. I know people have waited for so many years, year after year after year after year after year after year. Some people have heard of it even from the first day. I mean, from. From, from the day they were born, even hearing that our Lord Jesus is coming soon. And I know that so many of you are, are, uh, might be still wondering, and so many of you, the devil will try. I know, because I know the de- how the devil does this. The devil's going to do this. Because this, this is what the devil is doing to literally every single Christian. He's trying to bring confusion, misunderstanding, and trying to cause all of God's people to lose faith and lose hope and to be distracted, to lose focus. And that's what he's doing. He's trying to attack... Everyone, every one of God's people with anything he can. It could, he could try to use sickness. He could try to use um, sinful pleasure or lust 
to steal you away from God. He could try to use any form of sin, sexual immorality, fear, anything, um, any sin that, you know, homosexuality. He could try to make you compromise. He could try to make you feel complacent. He could try to make you feel, hmm, well, the Lord is really going to take a lot, a lot of time to get here so you could do something else. He could try to do that. But I tell you, please, 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 please do not listen to Satan. Do not listen to the lies of Lucifer. He's a liar. And he has, I tell you, more demons than ever sent to lie and to steal God's people away from the truth. But do not listen to Satan or Jezebel or, or Bell or any form of demon and their lies. They're liars. They're liars. They know. They know the demons. You think Satan doesn't know Jesus is coming? He knows it so well. He knows it's so clear. He knows because he's spirit and he's all, he also sees the spirit. So Satan knows that Jesus is coming. And he's working hard. He's working hard. I'm telling you, Satan is going to try to use this time that we're waiting for the Lord, this wait that we have, to, to discourage or to turn people away from God. He's going to make people think that, well, the Lord's not coming anymore. He's going to make people think, well, we have a lot of time. But the Bible says this. Remember, no one knows the day or the hour. So if anyone tries to tell you that we have time, rule it out. Because the person telling that we have time, he doesn't know how much time we have left. So if you don't know how much time we have left, how can you think that we have time? I know that events must happen before. We have to see things. We have to see a tsunami, and we have to see an earthquake. But even with all these things that are about to happen, only God knows how they're going to play out. Only God knows the timing of all these things. Because God could let this happen, and God could choose to just let maybe an earthquake happen. And then maybe within four or three days, a tsunami happens. I mean, really, or maybe just within maybe two days or just one day or just a few days, the next one will happen. God, I mean, I'm not saying it's going to happen like that, but I don't know. But I just want you to, to just acknowledge this, that as high as the heavens are from the earth, so are God's ways. You don't know God's ways. So try not to plan things like or assume you, you know exactly how, because some people think, well, they, well, you know, well, they know exactly how things are going to play out, so they, they could wait. But the thing is, sometimes you don't even know how exactly how things are going to play out. Because um, I know we're waiting for events such as, you know, earthquake, tsunami. But the thing is, you don't even know how much time we'll have. Unless if an earthquake happens, you don't even know if you're going to be able, if you're even going to survive it. Because, you know, so many judgments are coming. So many things are happening. There are simultaneous events. It's not just one thing. When one thing happens, it just leads on to the other. It's like, it's, it, there's so many things that are going to happen just within one period of time. You're going to have so much. It's going to affect the economy. It's, sometimes you don't even know if you're going to even survive. Because the thing is, you know, no one knows exactly what's going to happen to them tomorrow. Only God knows. That's why you have to trust in the Lord and submit to God and, you know, resist the enemy and he'll flee. And trust in God because God knows exactly how everything is going to pan out in your life tomorrow. So you have to learn to just submit to God and just trust Him and know that He's a faithful God that will always come through in His Word. And not, you know, sometimes, um, well, because I know that it looks like the Lord's been saying He's coming soon, and people are like, some people might be assuming that, well, He keeps saying He's coming soon, and, you know, but we're, we're, we're still here. And But it, I want you to know this, just this, that the Bible says, you know, the reason why he's coming soon is not because we think so. It's because the Bible says that and because Jesus said that. And the word of Jesus, it's true and it will come to pass. 
and he's coming soon because it's ever closer. It is so soon, and you know, for those that are not ready, it really, 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 it should really break your heart. It really breaks my heart because I know Christ. You know how much he cares for just every single soul. If you care about him as as a bride cares for her husband, you should be feeling that same burden. You should be feeling that same pain because because. Right now, for those of you, for those of you that are ready and are true brides, you should understand more of what it means. You should understand how it's like to be the the bride of Jesus, because there's a lot to being a bride of Jesus. Like you should you should understand by now. I mean, if if you really are a bride, because if you're a bride, then it means you you carry the pain of Jesus Christ. You and Jesus Christ, our Lord Jesus Christ, share the same heart, and because you share the same heart. You feel exactly how Jesus feels, and you understand things the way Jesus understands. Although there's probably levels in a bride, um, there's different, like, you know, some people are, like, maybe have been the bride for, like, maybe a long time, and some people have maybe are new to being a bride, so they're still learning things. Um, but um, it's like, I want you to know, I want you to understand that, you know, our Lord Jesus, He cares so passionately for for every lost soul, and it's not that he can't let these things happen now. He can let them happen now. He can let them happen. You know, Father God can let anything happen anytime because he's God and, you know, he can do anything. But it's just that, you know, it's it's for the lost souls. It's for the darkness that is in this. It's, it's, you know, it's for so many souls that were bought by the blood to come to Christ. Because if you love someone so much, you you you, you know how you're, you're you're supposed to act. You see how sometimes when someone loves someone so much, they really going so hard. They try their best to save them at all costs. So that's what the Lord's doing. The Lord is still saving souls. The Lord is still, you know, He's still giving. Let's say He's still just letting us just live here for just a little a little bit longer. It's so that more souls are going to be saved. Because remember, His coming is sudden. So please prepare now. Every day keep preparing because it's so sudden you won't know when it's happening. You, 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 you won't know when it's about to happen. But like the only time you know it's when it's actually happening. That's when you'll know that it's happening. So please don't. I don't want anyone to compromise. I don't want anyone to begin to think while well, there's so much time left and I could begin to do this or I could begin to do that. Or no, no, no. The thing is, you, you don't even know how much time is left. To tell the truth, none of us do. We don't know because only God knows how much time is left. I, we, 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 we don't know, but we know that the Bible says that he's coming soon. And that's what Jesus said. So it's soon. So Jesus wants all of us, you know, to, you know, to, to live on his word. He doesn't want us to act like, because you know how, how adults act? Like, you know, sometimes when adults, because, you know, when you tell a child, I'm coming soon, prepare for me, the child will always keep preparing and preparing, preparing. But when you tell an adult, I'm coming soon, prepare for me, this is what the adult will do. The adult, I mean, if an adult that listens, he'll prepare. But after he prepares for about a week, if you realize you're still not coming, then an adult will just say, well, you said you're coming. I prepared for a week. Um, I don't really think you're going to come, so I'm just going to just do something else. That's really how it's like. That's why, that's why Jesus keeps telling us to act like a child. That's why I, it's one thing that the Lord's taught me about. Be like a child before him. When the Lord says something, a child, or when you tell a child something, a child doesn't really spend a lot of time, well, thinking and debating and, well, you know, he said he's going to come and it's been already weeks and weeks and he's still not here. You know, a child doesn't think like that. A child will just always do what you tell them to. 
go do this. Go do this. The child is just go and do it without even thinking. He's just going to, you know, just do what you tell him to. He's not going to constantly be thinking about, you know, well, he told me to do this, but nothing happened. He's going to keep doing it. And, you know, that's what Jesus wants for us. Jesus wants us to be like that child. Jesus, you know, wants us to be like the child where, you know, Jesus wants us to be a, 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 a bride, but yet like a child. Because one, one time, okay, one day, okay, I was, I was worshiping the Lord. And I, I was just singing to the Lord, and that day was beautiful. I was singing to the Lord and just worshiping. Because the Lord loves when we worship Him. And it was this time I was worshiping the Lord. I'm not, it was in the evening. And all of a sudden, I start to see heaven. I saw angels that were singing. I saw these three, like, like beautiful, like feminine angels. Like the, the angels, they looked like they looked they looked like they were feminine angels. They looked very feminine. They have the hair and they they have the form of the had a form like a woman. And I saw these three these three um, feminine angels, and they were also singing. They were they were singing and they were praising and worshiping God in heaven, and. And I, I saw some other things. I can't really remember everything, but this was a while ago. I, I, I saw them, and they were all just praising and worshiping God. And the glory of God was just so beautiful. And I could just feel the presence of God just touching me, just coming down on me. I just saw this so strong. And then I saw this. This is what I saw. I saw a little girl. As I was just worshiping. I saw a, a, a little girl. That was like with, with the Lord. That was with the Lord. And I didn't understand I didn't understand really what that meant, but but I'm but over time I've, I've it's like the Lord's been the Lord's letting me understand that more. One way He let me look at it as is this: the Lord wants us to be a bride, but He wants us to also be like a child. So what I saw was like a girl that was really young, like let's say like a six seven year old girl <laughs> or maybe a five year old girl, but yet it's a she's a beautiful girl. But it's 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 like this is what I want you to understand, that in this vision that I I saw, it's like how the Lord wants us to be, as his, the Lord wants us to be His bride, because you know the bride, like a you know like a beautiful spirited bride, but He wants us to be like a little bride, like like a, a like a young, a young child, so He wants us to be the bride, but yet very young and innocent. He doesn't want us to be um. Yes, he wants us to be the bride, but he wants us to be, like, he wants us to be, to have the spirit or the mentality of a child. Because remember, the Bible says that if anyone, you know, wants to come to heaven, they have to be like a child, they have to be born again. And it even continues to go on to say that, you know, the, the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these, those that are like children. So, in the vision, what I was seeing was like a bride, but then it was like a little bride, a bride that was like a seven-year-old bride. And what the Lord is showing me that He wants a bride that is His wife, but but has the likeness of a child, you know, has the likeness of of a little seven-year-old, like a seven-year-old boy or girl that is very innocent, that is very beautiful and and pure and true and has such a wonderful nature. Because I mean, as we see, because you know, when we see little children, we get so happy. We say they're cute because they're so innocent, and there's just this beauty that God gave. To innocence, when you're innocent, or when you're just, you know, humble, there's just the beauty. There's just such a beauty in that, and that's what the Lord wants us to have. So, as you see, I know, I know, a lot of people that are listening are 
are are pretty old. I mean, they're they're all probably all above. Most of them are probably above seven years old, but or five or six. But I, but Jesus said, I'm not saying it. Jesus said you have to become like that. And one thing I've learned is that the more you seek the Lord, the more you become like a child. Be, the more the more you seek the Lord, the more the Lord will make you innocent, and the Lord will make you more childlike in spirit. Like that's how that's one thing. That's one of the things I've realized that the Lord will make you that. But it, what I mean by this is that spiritually, your spirit will resemble the spirit of a child of God. Your spirit will resemble the spirit of an innocent young Christian that truly loves the Lord and that loves to please the Lord and that loves to do the will of the Lord. And you'll see that it's like, because there's times when people will realize it too. There's times when people, people could even comment to you and tell you while you're acting like, well, they'll tell you that there's something about you that's like really beautiful and innocent and childlike and that's so pure and true. And, you know, that's how Jesus wants us to be. He wants us to be childlike and, well, he wants us to have wisdom though. He wants us to have wisdom because, I mean, when I say childlike, it doesn't mean you, should, you shouldn't have any wisdom. I'm not talking about that. That's not what I'm talking about. Because, you know, children don't know a lot of things. But I'm talking about the nature of a child, that humble, innocent nature of a child. God wants you to be like a child, but except when you become a child of God, you're full of so much wisdom and so much knowledge. Because in heaven, the children in heaven have so much wisdom and knowledge, and they could do so many more things than even adults here on earth can do. So when you become a child of God, Although you give up your adult n nature, because you know, as we're here, you have to, you know, we have to submit to God. We have to really be like a child, like a slave before God. And so you have to change the way you do things, the way you see things, the way you talk, the way you think, the way you do everything. You have to change all that. But as you're changing that, you'll realize that, you know, sometimes it m might not be so easy it, might, it sometimes might be a little hard, but then, you know, that's the part of killing our flesh. You know, it's, we all have to do it. It's because when you're, when you're saying it's hard, remember that it's not, you're not the only one going through this hardship. It's all of us. Because every single person has to become like that. Every single person has to become like a child before they can enter heaven. You have to just be like a child before God. And you have to let God hold your hand and lead you. You can't act like and think you're an adult because that's the way people are acting, like an adult, and they're going to hell. Because people are are trying to you know think everything out and try to be very everyone's trying to be very smart now everyone's just trying to you know to be very smart and very cunning and you know very you know very smart and just you know trying to not just be like a child before God and some people think they they know better than God they they know better yeah a lot of people think they know better than God but I'm telling you it's it's just foolishness to think you know better than God it is it's really foolishness. Because the Bible said so. Because the wisdom of God is like foolishness to men. And and I want all of you to change from this. I want I encourage all of you to have that true childlike spirit and that childlike innocence and mentality before you know before before our God. And when you when you when you're like that, wow, you're gonna elevate like you're gonna be ready as a bride like so much more quicker. Like, God's going to prepare you, like, so fast at such a fast rate. Because let me tell you, because when you act like a child, what you'll do is, when Jesus tells you to do something, you'll do it so quickly and without any resistance. Without even um, maybe compromising or debating. Because when you tell children, I mean, good children to do things, 
Because now in these days, because of a, a lot of the sin, a lot of the children are being attacked and overcome by demons. So because of that, they're, they're not really childlike. Even the children are acting like adults now. But you know, everyone wishes, every true, every good parent wishes that their their their, their child was like was acting like a true child now and being humble, like the way children are supposed to be. So you see, we know how children are supposed to be. So try to be like that spiritually before God. Because you have to be born again and become changed. You have to become like a baby, like a child before God. And then God will grow your spirit. And your spirit will grow. You'll realize that you'll, you'll become very mature in the spirit. But you'll still have that childlike nature. I mean, God will graduate you from becoming from a spiritual baby into like a spiritual adult. But you'll realize that your, 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 your nature is going to be very soft and very gentle and very innocent, like a child. It's going to be like that. It's, you realize that it's going to be so beautiful like that. And that's what God wants us to be like. Because when you have wisdom, it doesn't mean, I mean, if, if the Lord, because someone that, because when you act like an adult or try to, it doesn't necessarily mean you have wisdom. It, it does, that's not what it means. When you try to do your own thing and, well, try to act like, well, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to be my own adult now and do what I want to do. A lot of people would think, well, it means you're mature and you're wise. But to God, God doesn't see like that. When you do your own thing, it's disobedience, it's rebellion, and God sees that as witchcraft, as the Bible says. So it's it's not it's not the way we think or the way we see things. It's the way God sees things. So we have to learn to let ourselves change to become how God wants us to be. And that is a crucial part of becoming the bride. Because the more you become like a child before God, the more you will obey God's word with all of your heart. So if God tells you He's coming soon, then you're not going to really... Um, but be, you know, um, spending time just, you know, contemplating or thinking about what God said. Is God really coming soon? It's been so long. You know, you, you have that childlike mindset where if God says he's coming soon, it's set. You know he's coming soon. It doesn't matter if you have to wait for like two years or five or ten years. It doesn't matter. You still know that God is coming soon. Because when God said he's coming soon, he wants you to believe it and take it in, in faith. And know that he's really coming soon. And when you begin to, when you begin to hold on to God in these things, He'll begin to speak to you and show you. He'll begin to let you understand how things are. He'll begin to let you know. He'll He'll let you understand how things are the way they are. He'll show you. Let's say if as times goes on, He'll let you know. He'll let you know I'm coming very soon. Times up, but He's going to explain to you and let you understand why things are the way they are. Because then when you become like a child, when God sees that you're being humble, then God's going to come in and let you understand things. Because sometimes as humans, because we don't understand things, we reject them. Um, when you know, Naturally, like, that's the way a lot of people are. When they don't understand something, they put it down and they reject it. They, they go against it. But no, that's not how God wants us to be. God wants us to, you know, to, humble, to be humble and you know, to accept what He says, even though we don't understand because the Bible says, you know, the wisdom of God is is so high, as high as the heavens are from the earth, um, from from the earth. That's how high His wisdom is. So that, that's how high His ways are. So if you don't understand how God does something, just know that He's God, and you're not really meant to understand everything about Him. You're not. You're you're you know, you're a small human. So, but you but you know, God wants you to learn. So just know that when you don't understand something, it's not the end of it. But don't lean on your understanding, thinking, well, 
God said he's coming and we've waited for so long, so it means he's not coming. Don't do that. Because when you do that, that's foolishness. Because when you do that, you're going to become a foolish bride and you'll be left here when it happens. Because I'm telling you, things are about to happen. Things are ever closer. I mean, after this preaching, I mean, after this teaching, I'll, I'll go on and share dreams. Dreams that I've had, dreams that brothers I've had. New dreams that we've had that, that are showing that things are on the way. Things are about to come. But, you know, the Lord is still waiting because He wants people to be ready. And, you know, He's, because, uh, you know, He's still, He's still, like, you know, giving more time. You know, because when you read the Bible, it did, because when you read the Bible, you know, as when people became ready, what it was was, like, as the brides became ready, the, I mean, the, the Bible did say that there was, there was a delay. So could this delay possibly mean that the Lord is just waiting just a little bit longer to save more souls? Because that's why the Lord does everything He does. Because the Lord is a God that is eager to save. The Bible says He let His only Son come down to die to save. And if He let His Son die, you know, to save us, do you think the Lord won't wait a little longer to save us? Because think about it. Father God sent down His Son to die so that we would be saved. So do you think if just waiting for a few months or waiting for a few weeks or, or a few days to save, let's say, ten more people, do you think the Lord won't do that? Because, you know, the Holy Spirit works. And sometimes it takes time. You know, it, sometimes it takes time to actually save someone and to change someone. It takes time because, I mean, for most of you, try not to be so impatient. Because you, you remember how you were when you kept hearing the Word of God day after day and night after night, but you still were not changing. It took time before you changed, did it not? It did. So I feel like right now the Lord wants, wants me to let people know that don't be impatient. Don't be impatient. Because sometimes it's because it, the Lord knows we want to all go home, but be patient. Because what about your brothers and sisters? Would you really like to just go home and just just leave them here without them being ready? Because the Bible did say in a part of the when you read the Bible it did say that the Lord Jesus. I mean, it did say that the bridegroom there was a delay. The bride was ready. So some of as brides, so many people are ready right now. But we're still waiting. And what it is is right now that the Lord is just, because time's up, okay? But the Lord is just delaying just a little bit longer. Because remember, if the Lord sent His Son Jesus to die so that we would all be saved, do you think waiting just, or delaying things so that more people will be saved, do you think the Lord won't do it? Yes, He will. The Lord will surely delay so that more people can be saved. So I want you to understand the heart of Jesus Christ. And, and if, the, if the Lord is delaying, then it means that as you as a bride spend time working in the fields to save souls. Because you, you, we all know that so many people are still, are still lost. And every single day, pe more people are getting saved. Just a few weeks ago, one of my friends just got tongues and he's changing. People are beginning to change. And I'm seeing that, you know, they're still changing. And I mean, sometimes... I, I, I mean, I still wish I'm in heaven. I still wish the rapture had happened. I mean, I, I wish the rapture had happened, but we all know that if the rapture had happened, maybe like, maybe in, in let's say in the past or maybe at now, we all know that so many of our family members would be left behind, or so many of our friends would be left behind because we know in our hearts that they're not a bride yet. For those of you that truly understand what it means to be a bride, you will know that so many of your friends. And so many of your family members are not ready. You, you will know this. That if it was to happen now, you know that maybe you would go. Even that how sure are you 
But if you're 100% sure that you would go, then what about them? You think Jesus loves them too, just as much as he loves you. He loves them equally. He loves them so much. And, you know, he wants you to preach to them. Because there's just this one time, that destruction, there's just this once, that judgment is coming. Just this once, destruction is coming. Just this once, God's turmoil and his wrath is coming to the world like never before. This is just going to be one time. And once it happens, if your family members are left here, that's it. They have to go through the tribulation. If your friends are left here, that's it. They have to go through the rest of everything. They have to go through the rest of the darkness. They have to go and face these awful-looking creatures and these demons that are so evil. That will tear you from limb to limb and tear your... I mean, will sever your body into different parts. And it's, it's, really, it's really scary. And, I mean, when I, would you really want any of your friends to be, to be here with the demons while the demons are chasing them? Would you want your family members to be left here with demons coming from hell, killing, killing people? Would you want your friends to take the mark of the beast? No, you wouldn't. Right now you have the chance. I mean, it looks like God is maybe, it looks like we still, it looks like we want to go home and God is, you know, it looks like God is the, God might be, um, I mean, I don't use the right word because I don't want people to, to really think, I want people to know that it's coming because it's, I, I, it's like Jesus said it's coming, so it's coming, it's so soon. But I want people to know that the Bible also said, you know, the Bible also said, that you know there was there was a little delay somewhere, and I want people to know that you know I don't know if the delay has already happened or if it's about to, but if it's not, I want people to understand that because I know people have waited for for so many years, and they're like, well, Jesus, please come, Jesus, I want to go home, but I want you to know that if the Lord is delaying His coming, as we know that sometimes Jesus can do because you know. But as we know, because Jesus, he loves to save people. He doesn't want anyone to be lost. So he'll do whatever it takes, even if it means to wait a little longer or to delay things a little longer so that people will be saved. Jesus will do it. So that even if it's just one more person that will come, if, if we, we, we delay for maybe another month or another week or another year, only God knows how, how long he's going to delay. God is willing to, because that's how much God loves. Because the love that God has for His children, you cannot even understand it. Nothing can ever separate Him from, from, from His people, the love He has for them. It's so great that God will go lengths to do things, to do just so much, just to make sure that one more person is saved. God would do anything to make sure that just one more person is saved. So if, if you're feeling like God's delaying and we're still waiting, then this is what I want you to know. First of all, don't be selfish, okay? If you're ready, just know that for you to be ready also took you time. It's just that you sort of found out about it first. You found out about Jesus earlier than the people that are now about to hear about him. So right now, Jesus is, right now, as, you know, as, um, as we're waiting for the Lord, we know that time's up. Because you know, if you're a child of God, you know. I mean, if you're a true child of God, you know that time's up. But try not to rush anything Try not to just, just let God do things the way He wants to because God is a perfect God. Trust Him, love Him, and support God in everything that He does. And I want you to just pray and just fast. Go out and evangelize. Preach to the lost. And, you know, try to help all of them to be made ready. Because as we know, because last year, one thing that the Lord did let me understand that, that so many people were still not ready. A lot of people are not. Because it takes time for people to get ready. It takes time. It takes time. 
And, you know, if the Lord wanted to just, you know, save just a handful of people, would have been gone a long time ago. But guess what? No, He wants to save so many more people. And He knows, and you know, He's such a good God, and He's letting everything work out. But, you know, the thing is, we also don't know how long He's going to, you know, let us wait here. We don't know. But I just want you to know this, that time's up, and the rapture and the coming of the Lord it's very soon and it's very close. So if you're living somewhere you shouldn't live, get out of that place as soon as possible. If you know you have to move, please move. Try to spend time with the Lord and hear from God. And, you know, just hear from God. And God will tell you because it's best if you hear from God. Don't just move to places where... Yeah, I'm sorry about that. Don't just move to places where you think people want you to move to. No, move to where you know God is telling you to. Because for every one of you, God has a different plan for you. You're all very unique and special to God. And God has different plans for you in different places. God has certain things for all of you. He has different things for all of you. And, you know, for, he has people for you to meet. He probably, he could he could have maybe um, places for you, maybe a church for you, friends there to help you, to, to even become a stronger Christian. He has places for you to, 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 to go and he has things for you to do. There's a plan God has for every single person. And I want to encourage... Yes, God has different plans for, for, for different people. And, you know, for everyone, there's a unique intention that God has for them because everyone is, is that unique. It's so special. So, I mean, the Lord might have people moving to different places. For some people, God could even want you to move to another country. I mean, I don't, I don't know how things are going to play out, but... Just do what God wants you to, because God has a plan and a will. I mean, God could want you to go to another country because he wants to use you to save that country after the tsunami. Maybe he might want you to preach in that country after the earthquake, so he could tell you to go to this country. Um, you know, only God knows exactly what he wants you to do, so just seek God. Anything that he'll tell you, please do it. Don't just, um, you know, don't, don't, don't think like man. Don't have that. Just have faith and know that time is up. I'm begging you. Look, time is up. The Lord let me know this time is up. I, I, I know this. I feel it in my heart. He's, he's, I know like God, th things are about to happen. Please, things are about to happen. The world's about to shake like never before. And so much evil is going to come out. But, I mean, the reason why I, sometimes I talk a lot about judgment is not because I want everyone to focus on the judgment. It's because I want people to know about the fear of God. Because, in fact, the main thing that I want all of you to know is a revival because the the reason why the judgment is coming is to save, and in this revival people are going to be saved. So I, so I want you guys to know about the glory of God that is coming, but I want you to know also that you know the judgment that's coming is God that is bringing it, and it's His plan. He wants people to know about it so that people will change. So I encourage you to also warn people about the judgments that are coming because for some people if they hear about the judgment, the Holy Spirit will confirm it to them and they'll change. So I want you to also, you know, because a lot of people don't like to think about the judgment, and they don't really agree that, you know, God would do something like that. But it's not what we think, it's what God has already planned to do from the beginning of time. He said in the book of Revelations that he's going to bring an earthquake. So don't go against it, don't do things the way you want. Please remember to be like a child, and, you know, let God do his work through all of us. Because... God has a plan for us, and only He knows how to make His plan unfold for every one of us, because we're all very different. I mean, if you do what um, I do, you probably won't be... Like, we're all different. If I do what you do, and if you do what I do, we're not going to 
get to the same place. We're not going to get where God wants us to get to. So you do what God wants you to do, and I do what God wants me to do, because we're all different. We need to get like our blueprints from God so that we know how to start. We need to get instructions or everything from God, because God has a different plan for all of us. So as you're hearing me, just you know, take these things to God. I beg you, please do take these things to God, because things are about to happen, and everyone needs to be, be in the right place physically and spiritually. Right now, everyone needs to be ready. Everyone needs to know where the Lord wants them to be, and everyone needs to know what the Lord wants them to be doing. I mean, in this time, let the Lord show you, like, what exactly does He want you to be doing in this time, right now. He'll tell you. He'll tell you, I want you to do this, I want you to go here, go here, do that, because there's a plan, but it's different for everyone. Um, it's, it's very different. I mean, it's different. For some of you, the Lord could be telling you to, I don't know, go to this country. He could be telling you to work in this place, do this job. I'll use this job to save souls. Or He could tell you to become a pastor. He could tell you to go into the hospital, preach to the, preach to the, to, to the sick. Or He could tell you to, I mean, go to school. He could, because He could say, when you go to school, you could meet so many people there that, you will, that I'll use you to save. God could tell you anything. But when He tells you, just listen. But just know that it could be something that you're not doing right now. So you need to ask God, God, where do you want me to go? What do you want me to do right now? Jesus, please show me. Lord, please show me. And keep asking and keep fasting and trust that God will speak to you and he'll speak. But you have to keep trying and keep pressing in. But you need to know what does God want me to do right now. You have to know. Don't just be there not knowing where, where to go, what to do. You, you need to have an idea because we're living in a very crucial time because only God knows what's going to happen tomorrow. Only God knows. Because the Lord, as I said, He could be, you know, just waiting or let's say delaying, delaying so that more people are saved just for a few days. You know, I don't know how long it's going to be. But I also want you to know that it's so soon that time's up. I don't want, want you to also have the mentality that, well... If Jesus is waiting for people to be saved, then it means he's going to be waiting for, um, for, for months or years. Because what I want you to know is, is that we, we don't know how long Jesus is going to you know, delay for people to be saved. We don't know that. That's what I want you to know, that we don't know that. It could be just one more day. It could be just two more days. It could be just a few more weeks. I mean, only God knows exactly, you know, well, exactly when he's coming, but all he wants us to know is that it's soon, and he wants us to know the time is up and he's coming soon. So this one I want you to know. I want all of you to know that Jesus is coming so soon. And for those of you that have been waiting for so long, for for years and years and years, and are still like, because I know for for people that have been waiting for years, they'll be like, well, I've waited for years, he's still not here. I don't want you to be discouraged. Please don't. I know so many of you might be going through so much, and Jesus knows what you're going through, and and he's going to come and rescue you and help you. But just trust in him and know that his coming is soon. Don't, don't be disappointed or think he's not coming. Or I just want you to know that sometimes, you know, the Lord, because the Bible said that, you know, the, there was a delay. And sometimes the, the, the Lord could delay just a little bit, like let's say a few, a few days or weeks, just so that, you know, more people are saved. Because the Lord wants to save. Because the Lord doesn't, you know, he wants to save so many people. Because the same way the Lord saved you, he wants to save other people. And, you know, if, if you know yourself, you know it took time before you changed. You didn't just change everything in your life in just one day. It took you weeks, some of you even years, until, you know, you begin to actually learn. Because sometimes for God to teach you things, it takes a lot of time. And I want you to know that as God has taught you these things, He's also teaching people these things too so that they can be saved. 
So I want you to know that God is, He's a God that wants to save. And so many people are still not ready. So, so I want you to learn how important it is to Jesus that people are saved. Because there's just this, this tsunami, once it happens, there's no going back. Once the earthquake happens, there's no going back. When people die, they're gone. Everyone is, for, is appointed for m once for man to die, and that's it. Once, you, once your time's up and you're gone, you can't change it anymore. That's why, it's so, that's why you know the, the human lives are so precious to God. That's why God is doing so much. But it's not going to be that, it's not going to be long. Because we know the Word of God says it's soon. Time is up. Brothers and sisters, Jesus is coming so soon. He's coming so soon. He's coming so soon. I beg you, please, be ready, be ready, be ready, be ready. Because he's giving dreams to people that are, that, that he's speaking to people, and, and their people are, are sharing these dreams with me, and I'm also having dreams, and I know that he's coming. It's so close. It's so close. He's coming. It's, it's so soon, so please be ready. I'm just trying to let you understand and be encouraged that, you know, if let's say we have to wait another day or another week or another month, I don't want you to be discouraged. I don't want you to think that, well, he's not coming. No, 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 no. I want you to know he's coming, but I just want you to know that he's just waiting just a little bit longer just so that people, more people are saved because that's what he wants. He wants people to be saved. But I don't want you to think, I, I don't want you to think he's not, no, no. I want you to know that Jesus is coming soon. And please, these things I'm telling you, take them to God. He's coming very soon. It's ever closer. But sometimes He waits just to save people. He could choose to come today or the next minute or the next hour. But he's, why, is, why is He still waiting? Because someone somewhere is being saved. So I want you, as a, as a bride, as a whole body of Christ, I want you to, to together just you know, work together with the Holy Spirit, work together with Jesus and with patience, knowing that when you wait the fruit becomes more ripe and it gets bigger. When you wait, the bride, the people in the bride will become bigger and the bride will become purer and stronger. Because as we wait, the Holy Spirit is working on us more and more and we're being cleansed. That's one thing. As we wait, more souls are coming in. So more people are being saved. That's one thing that also happens as we wait. Three, as we wait, it's like more revelation and more truth is poured into us. And the more we know more revelation the less likelihood is, I mean, there's a lesser likelihood of us perishing. Because the Bible says, for the lack of knowledge, people perish. So when we have more, so when the Lord gives us more knowledge, because as more time, God will give us more on earth, okay? When we do these things for God, when God gives us more of Him, it's like, it's going to help us skip so many mistakes and so many problems. Because when you know a lot of things, or when the Lord lets you know a lot of things, a lot of problems that you would go through, you, you don't really go through them because you know how to avoid them. Because right now, a lot of things that people used to struggle with, now there's a lot of revelation and knowledge on how to not struggle with those things. So people are, you know, are, are not going through those things anymore. That's one thing that's happening. And also, too, I want all of you to, to, to also know that, you know, as, as let's say the Lord just gives us maybe more days. I don't know how many days we have. Because, you know, because time is up. It's like we're living on just, it's like the Lord is giving extra time. Every day he just gives a little bit more extra time. Because, well, he looks down on earth and says, hmm, if I was to come now, my daughter or my son, um, Johnson or John or, or um, Joseph would, would, would uh, or my daughter, 
Rebecca would, would would not come with me, or my daughter Alex would not would not be here right now. So maybe let me just give Alex just a few more days because I know that the Holy Spirit is going to touch her, and you know the Lord could do that and just wait a little bit longer, just so that. So I want you to to just know that Jesus is coming soon. I want to encourage all of you to know that He is coming very very soon. I encourage all of you to be ready, and that we don't know the time, we don't know the day or the hour, but it's soon. So please constantly be ready. Keep being ready. And I also want you to know that as we're also waiting, it's like, as we're also, because remember, we're waiting for the Lord. He said it soon. We don't, we don't know when it is, but we know it's soon. And, and days are, you know, we you know that we're getting closer and closer and closer. We're getting closer and closer. And, you know, he's just, because, you know, he's, he's just giving just, it's like time is up, but he's just giving extra time. It's not like we have time left. No, we don't have any time left. The time we're living on right now is just like time's up, but it's like God is just you know because this is that end because this is that end time because because the reason why I know so sure that I know so clearly that this is it this is that time is because of what the Lord has told me because I know they kept saying oh, Jesus is coming soon Jesus is coming soon and it's been the Bible for so many years but I know that this is really the time of his coming the day and the hour of his rapture we're living in the last day we're living in this day of the Lord we, the reason why I know is because of what the Lord has told me and he has shown me so clearly because I have seen the events that are about to happen I have seen the great revival and I saw myself in the great revival and when I saw myself um, I didn't really look that older I looked like just the way I am now Maybe because maybe I don't know. Maybe I don't know if it's because I looked young. I I look like the way I am now. I didn't look older. I just look like me. Like I was like the way I am. Like I I felt it. I was the way I am, and and I also had the Lord also showed me myself in heaven, and it was like after the rapture I saw myself and I saw myself there. And when I was there in heaven after the rapture and everything, when I saw myself, I didn't look. That like I saw myself again. I I saw everything happening, and 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 myself and my heart and my spirit. And this time that the Lord was speaking to me, I I just saw it. I I saw myself, and I I knew I saw the revival that was happening, and I I saw the rapture that happened after the revival. And we, we were all in heaven, and I saw people there. And for some reason, it didn't look like it was gonna be that that much time gap. Like I didn't even look that. I didn't look. I didn't really look that old. Like I know in heaven, we're all young. We're not old, but still, like I don't know how to explain to you. Like even in the revival, when I was seeing the revival happen, I was I was a part of it. I I was there in the revival. I saw I saw the Lord was showing me what was happening. I saw it happening, and I was there. Like I was an, I was actually a part of it, and I wasn't like some old person that's like old. So maybe Shang is gonna take a lot more time. No, it was like just the way I am now. Just the way I am now, just young and youthful and just, you know, full of energy going around. I felt like the way I am now, just like the way I am now, I just saw the revival happen. And I saw, like, people that look like giants, I think. I saw, I saw these people that were big people, like, and they were running around and they looked gigantic. And there was something very dark about them. Like, like I saw, like, giants. I think, I think there were giants running. I'm not sure, but... There were these big people that were running around, and I was there and I saw them. And then when I saw these giant big people that were running around, all of a sudden, I don't know what happened. I saw these giant people that were around, 
but and then there was darkness. It was dark, so I couldn't see them clearly. But there was this darkness that had covered the earth. There was everywhere was just so black. Like it was just darkness everywhere. And then there was like this darkness that was everywhere. It must have been I don't know maybe the three days of darkness I think. But it was everywhere was just very dark. And then I saw this giant, this man person. I I don't know. I saw these people that were running around. I saw them. I didn't understand why I saw these people. And then when everything was dark, everything was black. All of a sudden, suddenly, I'm not I'm not sure what every why everything was black, but everything was black. It was like I was like I don't know how to explain. It was not just like it was like night, but there was like a dark substance in the atmosphere. I don't know how to explain it, but it was like a it was dark. Everywhere was dark, and I didn't really like the feeling of it. It was like sin was in the world. I don't know how to explain it, but it was very different. It was almost like supernatural things had become physical. It was like it was almost like spiritual things were becoming physical. That's what it was like in the dream. There was something very different about that time. And it was like the way I am now. It didn't look like I was older or I was years, years, years and years older. It was just like the way I am now. And I saw myself and then the darkness had come. I saw the giants and then suddenly I, I just realized I was changed. I was transformed and then I started flying. Like something happened to me like I was, there was blackness, everywhere was dark, and then I saw, like, people, some people that were going around, and then I was changed. All of a sudden, I realized that I got lifted up in the air. It was like the Holy Spirit just shot me up. I don't know how to explain it, but I started flying, literally. I was flying, and then I wasn't the only one flying. I looked to my side, and in the distance, there were also other people that were just like me that were also flying. And it was like we had wings. Like, I, I don't remember how everything went happened, but it was like we were flying, like angels, like we were flying, and after, it was like during the darkness and something happened, it was a lot, a lot of things were happening, but it was dark when I saw that, I, it was like, yeah, it was dark, and then I was, I was flying, and then when I started to fly, there was like a, I looked to my sides, and there were other people flying, and they were just like me. And I knew that there were also other, you know, brothers and sisters in Christ, also other brothers and sisters in the Lord. Yes, I saw that other people that were just like me were flying, and we were all flying together. And we were flying, and what I knew was that the transformed people, the people that were flying, were supposed to help the people that, let's say, were not flying, or the people that, um, the people that were still walking on earth, and the people that were not saved. And and when I was doing this work, it was so amazing. It was like, wow, it was, for some reason, like getting people saved and getting people to believe in Jesus, it was not as hard anymore. It was like the Holy Spirit, wow, the Holy Spirit just did something. The Holy Spirit was moving. If I tell you how much the Holy Spirit was moving, you would be amazed. Like, I have never seen anything like that before. It was like in all the world, millions and millions and millions and even billions of people, Holy Spirit was just moving, touching. The presence of God was just like, I cannot even describe to you how amazing it was in that dream and how much I saw the Spirit of God moving. Holy Spirit moved so much. He just moved and He was moving everywhere and He was touching the people and while people were getting saved, it was amazing. Like, it was it was awesome. It was like the awesomest thing that's about to happen. Like, and I know that in that time, like, like the Holy Spirit was moving. I was like, wow, like, 
the Holy Spirit was alive. He was like he's always alive, but this time he's going to show people that he's alive. He's alive, but it's just that a lot of people don't know him. God is is strong and powerful, but to some people he's they think he's dead. But in this time, God showed people that he was alive. God showed people that he was a true and mighty God. And he was moving, moving, moving across the nations, across the lands. And I tell you, people were getting saved. It was amazing. Like, just to watch the amount of people that I would see that would come to Jesus Christ. Just coming into salvation, I was, I was amazing. I was like, wow, this is so amazing just to see the souls that are going to be saved by our Lord Jesus. Like, people are just coming in like... Getting like like I could say like so many souls were getting saved just in a second. It was just coming, coming, coming. Soul saved, 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 saved. It was just like that. Saved, 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 saved. saved. God was just saving, 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 saving. And the revival it was it was like I was like wow, really? Like I was shocked because I didn't know that it was going to be this good in the revival. It was, it was like going to be better than even what I think. But like people were getting saved. Like in the dream, what the Lord showed me, people were getting touched more than I could even count. Because people were coming in like, I saw people like the sand of the sea. This is literal, okay? Please, uh, this dream that I'm telling you, take it to God, okay? Please tell, please, please, in fact, I encourage you to please take this dream to God. Take what I'm telling you to God and ask the Lord about it, okay? Please ask the Lord about it so that you know that this is what's going to happen. That's why you should wait. Wait on the Lord, okay? Wait on Him. Because he's about to do something. Because when this was happening, I didn't look older. I didn't look like I was any different. It felt like the way I am now. Like, I didn't feel any different. Like, I felt like, so, and I was a part of it. And I know, like, a thousand percent of this dream, it was, I mean, like, yeah, over a hundred percent, literally. I know because the Lord showed me, and I know it's going to come to pass, and I know that I'm going to be a part of it because the Lord told me, and I know when the Lord says something, it has to come to pass. It will come to pass, like, no matter what happens, it will come to pass, and nothing is going to ever change that. I know that it will. So so because of that, I saw this, and I saw that people were getting changed, and people were, yes, brothers, yes, brothers and sisters, I was so amazed and so thankful to the Lord for, you know, for what I had seen, and the Holy Spirit just moving, just the Holy Spirit alone was just, oh, he was moving so much, and then I saw that, you know, with the, with the supernatural capabilities that the Lord had given us, it was our job to save souls, to let people come into salvation, and when we would do that, when one of us, when I saw myself just working, saving souls, it was like people were coming in, like, so much more, it was like, wow, like, I just, I was so thankful to the Lord, and I was just so happy seeing how the Lord was just moving, and I was a part of it. And I know that I was part of those that were, mo I mean, we were moving, going around supernaturally, just, you know, healing people, doing things for God, saving souls. And so many people were believing because the power of God was physically demonstrated in a way that they had never seen before. So it was so obvious that God was real. And they saw this and people's hearts were touched and it was just amazing. Like the most, the best. I mean, the bestest time ever. Probably the bestest is not a word, but it was the bestest time ever. It was just so amazing. And I'm really thankful to God that, you know, that, that I saw these things. And, and, I mean, I'm even more thankful that he let me be a part of it. And I know that it's going to happen because he's shown me this. And he keeps confirming to me, like, day after day. So, like, every day he keeps showing me, confirming to me that's going to happen. And now he's been confirming to me, like, so much more. He just, even, like, just about... 15 minutes ago, he just confirmed it to me, that's going to happen, and he keeps showing them to me, like, day after day, confirmations every day, and I know it's the Lord, and I'm, so I know it's, it's happening, it's getting closer and closer and closer, 
you know, as, as the days go by. So I, I want all of you to stay encouraged and to never be dismayed or, or to be discouraged or, um, or to think that, you know, these things, or to, to think, well, well, it looks like things, looks like we're still waiting. No, 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 I don't even think that. I want you to know that we're waiting for the Lord, yes. For, I mean, no matter how, how much time, I, I don't know how long we'll have to wait, but all I know is that we have to wait for the Lord no matter what. He wants us to be like a child. When He tells us to wait, we wait for Him no matter what. We don't, well, we don't think, well, I waited for a week, so I'm going to wait, wait for one more week. If nothing happens, then it means He's not coming. No, no, no. We can't wait like that because we don't know. Like, we don't know the exact plans of the Lord. He has great plans, and we don't know everything that the Lord's going to do. So we just have to trust Him and just do, you know, what He tells us to or what He wants us to without without question or without complaint. We just do it because we don't know everything that He wants to do. So we just have to trust Him and do what He wants. And so um, I want all of you, I want to encourage all of you to know that it, it's going to happen because I saw that so many people were saved, and after so many people were saved, we all went to heaven. It was like the people that were flying, we, it was like we let the people, those that were transformed, they let the people that were saved to heaven. And the Lord used them, used the people that were flying to help the people to, you know, to, to heaven. And then when we were in heaven, it was so amazing. It was, it was awesome. Heaven is just beautiful. Like there's just glory light. Like there's lights and clouds. I don't know how to explain it, but it's like, wow. The, the things were just moving in heaven. And I saw Father God. He was like so happy. Well, like Father God has so much love. Like the love the Father has for us. It's like, wow. And I just want all of you to know that when you live on earth here and you believe in him, even though you don't see him with your eyes, with your physical eyes, he sees you. And he loves you so much because on earth here, we, a lot of people probably have not even really seen or really or really seen or encountered Father God before, or really known him. But like a lot of people haven't really, you know, like had experiences with Father before. So some people might be, uh, might not be sure. But I want to tell you, when you believe in Father God, even though you don't see him and you just trust him. I tell you, he loves you and he recognizes what you do, and he appreciates it so much. And it's like he sees you and he knows you, because it was like I've you know I've been in, on Earth here for quite a while, not that long, but quite a while. And then suddenly I just go to we just we just go to heaven because revival after revival, suddenly we just it was unexpected. Like we were just working, working. Because let me tell you this: when we went to heaven, it was like we were just working. Okay, we were just getting so saved. And then all of a sudden, without it, without without knowing, but for some reason we were we were getting closer and. But we were just going, and then suddenly we just reached the gates of heaven. Suddenly, like, we were just there. Suddenly we had reached heaven. Because this is how it's going to be. Revival will just be going on, going on, going on. And I tell you, like, it's going to be amazing, the move of God. And I saw that angels were, like, moving. Like, I don't know how to explain it, but it was so mighty. Because I saw angels in the midst of people. Like, I saw, like, a- angelic things. Like, supernatural, like, angelic things were happening in the midst of people during the revival. And... Suddenly, I tell you, we reached the gates of heaven. It was just so sudden. We were flying, we were working, getting people saved. It was like we were helping, watching over and guiding the rest of the people that were newly saved. And then suddenly, we just reached heaven. Like, we just got to heaven. And when we got to heaven, woo, the gates opened, and then Father God was just right there, ready to receive us. It was so amazing. And I, I, wow, He loves us so much. Like, Father God, He loves us. Even though we can't see Him, like, every day, um, sometimes some people can see, and maybe sometimes the Father God will set people, you know, like, he'll take people to the throne room, um, and it happens. 
But let's say for, for people that don't maybe go to, to the throne room or don't really see Father or don't really experience that a lot, I just want you to know that Father God loves you so much. And even though you cannot see Him, He sees you and He loves you. He sees you and He cares. Like, it's like He knows you. It's like he, he watches you all the time and He just loves you, but you don't really see anything, so you don't really know so you're like, well, I don't, so you do things without knowing that there's a God up there that is just so in love with you and is watching everything you do. Because, you know, Father God, He just loves to watch His children. That's one thing I've realized about Father God. Like, Father God, He, you know, He just, He loves His children so much, He just loves to look at them. He loves to look at them, like, 24 hours, seven, you know, seven, seven days a week, um, 30 days a month, like, 365 days a year, just forever. Father God just like, likes to just look at His people. Because, you know, they're the apple of his eye. Do you know what apple of someone's eye means? It's like something, it's like the dearest thing that his eye, that that person's eye likes to behold. Like the apple of your eye is something that's like so special, something that's so dear to you, something that's very special to you. And it's like where, it's like that's how special God's children are to him. We're so special to him. God just likes to just, you know, he just likes to look at us and just to watch us. And that's one thing I realized because when I was with the Lord here on earth, I realized that the Lord, like, I mean, as the days go by, I keep seeing that Father God just keeps looking at me. He just keeps watching me. And He just watches. He just loves to watch His people. Like, Father God likes to just look at His people and just to watch them. Watch them, you know, worshiping Him. Watch them loving Him. You know, it makes Him so happy. Watch them trusting in Him, even though they can't see Him. We, you trust in Him. You believe in Him. You do His work. You're speaking His truth, even though you cannot see Him. I tell you, it brings so much joy to the Father. It, it makes Him so happy. And there's times when Father God will let you feel the joy He feels for you because of what you're doing. I tell you, Father God, He, doesn't, he never takes His eye off His kids. He's, his kids are like so special to Him. And He holds them so dear to His heart. They're like so important to Him, Father God. And I tell you, He never stops watching you. God never stops looking at you. That's one thing I want you to know, that God never stops watching you. He keeps looking at you, like, all the time. And keep watching. He keeps watching everything you do, every step you take, because He loves to watch you. But it's just that sometimes, even though He sees and knows what you're doing, His heart is, sometimes He's happy, sometimes His heart's broken. So please, don't, make, don't break Father God's heart. You know He looks at you all the time, so don't do bad stuff. Don't sin, be innocent like a child, and just worship Him, knowing that, you know, He's there with you and He's watching you because He is. Even though you don't see Him, He's watching you. Know that He is because He He hears you. He's watching you. I mean, He's God. What power does He not have? He has all power. What can God not do? Tell me. If there's anything, but there's none. God can do anything. And He watches you. And, you know, He loves to, to see His children. And He loves... He loves them when his children, you know, come to him and they love him. And, you know, he's, he's everywhere. And, he's, and he loves to spend time with his children because every one of his children is so special to him. And I want all of you to, you know, to establish this in your hearts, knowing that God watches everything you do and hears everything you do. Because on judgment, you'll be judged for everything you've said. Why? Because God has heard everything you've ever said from your mouth. Even every thought you have. God already knows the thoughts. So that's why there's no... That's why there's no point in not having faith. You should have faith. Because listen, on Judgment Day, okay, everything you've done, whether you did sin or right, okay, God already knows it all. So the thing is, God already, even your thoughts, God knows. Because why does Jesus say that if you hate a man in your, in your heart, you've murdered him, 
it's because God knows your thoughts. So if God knows your thoughts, why won't you just have faith in Him that He, he hears you? Why won't you have faith? Because, I mean, if someone knows your thoughts, because even without speaking, God already knows your thoughts. So why won't you believe that when you speak, He's going to hear you? Because he already, he already knows what you're even thinking, even before you say it. He's, he already knows everything about you, even before you do it. So why won't you even have faith in Him? Because he, thinks of, he, th he knows what you're thinking of. He thinks about you so much. And He knows everything you've said and everything you're going to say. So why won't you just have faith? Because God is, He knows everything you're doing and everything you're going to do. Because to Him, everything is naked. You cannot hide anything from God. Nothing is hidden before God. You cannot. It's impossible. Absolutely impossible. You can never hide anything from God. So there's no point in, you know, pretending or not having faith in God. Because really, just have faith. Because whether you like it or not, He already hears you. Even when you think God doesn't hear you, He hears you still. Because nothing can stop God's power. His power is that He's everywhere. He knows all things. He's, omnip he's omnipotent. He's omnipresent. He's everywhere. He's all-powerful. And He knows all things. So, um, it's like, just have faith in God. Because whether you lack it or not, God knows you. And He knows everything you're doing. So, just having faith just makes things easier. Because when you don't have faith, it's like, God knows you. He knows all your thing and all you're doing. But it's like, He doesn't always do it because... You know, He wants His people to grow. He doesn't want His people to be left immature. He wants His people to be mature. And He wants His people to be, you know, strong Christian children. That's why He wants you all to have faith. That's why sometimes He wants you to have faith before He does things. Because He can do it even when you don't have faith. He can. Because He can do anything. But He wants you to have faith so that... Because, because when you have faith, it could save your life. Because remember, remember, like, when you have faith, it draws... It built your relationship with God. When you have faith, you believe in God. And sometimes God wants people to have faith because when you have faith in Him, you know, it helps them love Him more. It helps them grow in relationship because God is the God we worship in spirit and in truth. And faith is a spiritual thing. So when you have faith in, when you have faith in God, it helps your relationship with Him and it helps you draw closer to Him so that eventually it helps you get saved. You know, because God wants us to have faith. It's very important in Him. He could do everything for us without having faith. Because remember, God created you even before you knew He existed. Even before you had faith in Him, God already created you. So He could do anything for you without faith. But He wants you to have faith. Because when you have faith, it, 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 it's like, faith, this is what faith, faith Faith means that you know and you believe in God. That even though you don't see Him, and even though there's probably no proof He's going to do it, you just know He's going to do it. And when you have that spirit or that mentality in your Christian life, what happens is that you begin to believe and trust a God that you can't even see. And when you have faith in God, you will do the things of God. And when you have faith in God and you do the things of God, you will realize that more of His Holy Spirit will come into you. You will be filled with more of His love. And when you have faith, basically your relationship with God will skyrocket. It's going to grow. It's going to increase. Your relationship with God is going to become so strong. And God wants that for all of His people. He wants to have a great relationship with them. That's what He cares about the most. So that's why He wants us to have faith. That's why sometimes, you know, to do things, He wants you to have faith. Because He could do it without your faith. Because God, really, God doesn't really need your faith to act. He could do anything without your faith. But the reason why He wants you to have faith is for your, your own good. He wants you to have faith so that you can be saved. Because we're saved, you know, you know by faith through grace. Like, you're, you know, we're, we're, you know we're, we're saved by, you know, it's like you have faith in Jesus. That He has saved you. 
Because, you know, we're saved by grace through faith. Like, you need to have the faith that, you know, we're saved by the grace of Jesus. And believing in it is having faith. Because if you don't have faith that you're saved, then you're not. Because, you know, you, you believe, and when you believe, it happens. Because, and worshiping, because in a spiritual world, that's how things go. Because remember, we are supposed to worship God in spirit and in truth. And worshiping God in spirit means that you, you worship Him spiritually, that even though you don't see things, you believe in them. So that's why God wants you to have faith. Because, you know, because, because when, when you have faith in Him, then God has got you. Because then it's amazing. Because then you will keep doing what God wants you to do. And you keep building up your relationship with, with God. And that even though you don't see Him, you'll do what He wants you to do. And that will save you because... Because you have faith in God, you obey God even though you can't see Him. You read the Bible and do what the Bible says. Even though you can't see Him with your physical eyes, you still do it. And then eventually you begin to see Him. That's how it goes. So it's very crucial and very important that you have faith. And so I just want to keep pressing on this. Our Lord Jesus is coming so soon. He's coming very, very soon. And I want all of you to, you know, to be ready. Please be ready. Please be ready. It is soon, I tell you. Jesus is coming so soon. If you're a child of God, you know it's soon. You know it's really soon. But I just, I don't want people to put, put in their minds, well, I want people to know that it's soon. That's what I want people to know. But I also want people to understand that, um, let's say, if we have to wait for another week or another month, it's because he wants to, because that's what the Bible says. Because, you know, it's like the Word of God it shows us, you know, that people are still not ready. The, when you read the, the Bible, there's a time, you know, there's a time when you, when you watch, you know, when you read the Bible, and even when you watch the, Jew, the, the Jews, how they do things, there's a time they harvest, okay? They don't just harvest at any time. You have to wait until, because if you harvest at any, if you harvest just at any time, when you harvest and you take your, you, you, you harvest, okay? And you separate, you know, the, um, the food from the chaff. What's going to happen is that if you, ha if you harvest at the wrong time, you, won't, you, you, you really won't get anything, but when you read the Bible, it says the harvest, okay, is ripe. The fruits are ripe. You know, there's a time coming that we will be ripe. You know, like some people are already ripe, okay? Some of us are ripe. Um, so, I mean, some people are ripe. Some people are ready. Um, some people are already ready. But some others are not ready. Some people are, are still waiting or some people, I mean, God's still waiting for it. Some people are still waiting for a sign or a miracle. So for those people... They're not ready. So God is still waiting until, you know, that perfect time for them to be harvested. And I tell you, that time is here. That time's up. That time is here. Because, I mean, I, I, I heard of a dream from a sister, and she had this, it was a vision or a dream, and she saw a tree, and the tree had fruits on it. And she said she had this dream, like, years ago. Years ago, she saw the fruits, and the fruits were not ripe. They were, like you said, they were still green. I forgot the color. And then years and years later, she said she saw the fruits were beginning to actually ripen. So, or maybe they were ripe. I forgot exactly what she said. But what it is, is it mean, the Lord is giving us time so that we're all ripe. Some of us are ripe, but then God doesn't want to save just a few. God wants to save a lot. So because of that, He's still giving more people time so that they become as ripe as you are so that we could all go together. So that we won't, but eventually, you know, God's not going to wait forever. He's not going to wait forever. He's not going to wait for everyone. In fact, the waiting time, right now, I don't know how much time left that God's going to use to wait, but all I know is that time is up. Time is up. Right now, time is up because I've always shown me, like, we're, we're going. This is it. This is that time. Because in the dreams he's been giving me, he keeps telling things are about to happen. But I just want you to know that he's just, you know, just 
waiting, like he's just, we're just waiting. Just God is just giving us just more, a few more days so that more people are saved. And I want you to help people get saved because, you know, the more people get saved faster, you know, the more, because it's getting closer and closer. So I just want you to, to know that, you know, just help, you know, help in the body of Christ. This, that's the mission. That's the work that we all have, you know, to help all of our brothers and sisters get saved and all go to heaven. And, you know, that's, that great, that's a great commission. That's a great work that all brothers and sisters in Christ have to do. We all have to focus on, you know, helping our brothers and sisters get saved and helping them get into their robes so that they are ready. And that's what the Lord wants us to focus on. So I encourage all of you to to just do that. Do that. Help your brothers and sisters be prepared. Help them to be made ready. Help them to be made ready. Help them to be made ready. If you see someone and if you know that they're just not ready, pray for them. Because, you know, the Lord, He does want to save. And I understand that time is up. It's not like, we're, we, don't, it's not, it's not like we have a lot of time left. I'm telling you, time is finished. Time has gone, gone, gone. Time's up. Time is up, but because the Lord's a controller of time, He's give, he, can, he, he, he could give us more days, okay? He could give us more days here on earth so that just one more soul could be saved. So we're having just, we're having, we're, we're, God is giving us just a few more days so that more people are saved. But the thing is, I don't even know how many days these are. It could be five days, it could be two days, it could be ten days. Only God knows the amount of days left. So just be ready so that, you know, so that when the time's up and God's starting to do shake, shake everything, you're not found wanting. You're not, you're not, in, because if you, it's because right now the devil is so desperate to destroy everything that if you go back now, if you leave, the, if you leave God now, if let's say if you go back, to the world, there's no guarantee that you're going to come back again. You could lose your life like the next day, and that's it. If you if you lose your life, you know where you're going. If you go back into the world, because right now Satan, he's like so angry, and he's like like a he's like he's so angry, like he he's like he's going he's like a, you know he's like right now he's so aggressive to steal and to destroy God's people. Like he's so aggressive. And he wants to destroy. And anyone that comes out of the body, Satan's going to grab you quick and throw you in the fire and hope that you don't come back. He's going to try to make sure you don't come back. But you know, God's grace and mercy is much greater than Satan's evil power. That was given to me. Like, God's grace is much powerful. But I want you to not take God's grace for granted. I want you to, to you know, to, to thank God for it. And I want you to, you know, to... To, to use it to bring glory to God's name. Right now, if you're saved, thank God, because it means you could see now. It means you know the truth. Please, save, help, help to save other people. Like, do anything you can, anything you can, because Jesus, he's desperate to save. He is so desperate to save, like, Jesus is so desperate to save. And if you have the spirit of a bride in you, you, you know, like, you feel the same desperacy and the same urgency that Jesus feels. Because, you know, where the bride and you know, it's it's like, it's, times some of us are ready some of us are waiting for our lord but you know the lord is it's like you know he's still because if you read the bible the parable of the five wise virgins you know they were ready their lamps were full so i mean some people are ready but some people are you know they, they were ready their lamps were full but it was like what happened was that you know the bible says that there was a little you know those are the way those a time where they have to wait, okay? So, I mean, 
could this be the time that we're waiting? I mean, I don't really know. I, I have no idea, but it's possible. I don't know. But if this is the time we're waiting, just know that, remember that when you were waiting, suddenly, just suddenly, the call of the bridegroom happened. And that's how it's going to be. So right now, the reason why, let's say, if the Lord is just letting us wait a little, it's because, you know, He wants to save. But just know that suddenly after, He's coming. So He's coming soon. But just I just want you to know that sometimes He just wants to save more people. So He's giving some people just a little bit more time so that they can be saved, okay? So please understand that. But I don't want you to think because of that He's not coming. No, He's coming so soon. Time is up. But God is just giving us a little extra days, okay? And I don't know how long this extra day time period is going to continue. Only God knows. But just know that time is up. And, and the reason why we just have this little more time left it's because there's still a lot of work to be done. Some people still need to be ready. Some people have callings and they need to take them. Like, people need to be prepared. You know, people still have to be ready. So people still have to keep preparing. So I, I want you to know that Jesus is coming. There is no time left. Time is up. Jesus is coming. He's coming so soon. He's coming very quickly. He's coming so quickly. He's coming so quickly. But he just wants us to wait a little longer so that more people can be saved. So that's So time is up. He's coming. But... He wants us to just, you know, not just wait a little longer without doing anything. No. He's coming times up, but he wants more people to be saved. So what he wants is he wants us as his bride. If you really call yourself a bride of Christ, you're supposed to be working right now. Do something. Preach. Evangelize. Um, do anything for Jesus. Just anything you can do. And he's going to give you the ideas. Like he's, the lady has been giving me ideas and what to do to help people know about the gospel. And he's going to give you ideas, you know, he's going to teach you what to do. He's going to help you. But, you know, your work right now, as a bride that's ready, is to help other people be saved. That's your work. Because time is up, Jesus is coming, but it's like he wants more people to be saved. So he's coming very soon, time is up, but he's just giving just a little bit extra time. The reason why tomorrow, or the day after tomorrow, you, um, I don't know if he's going to come tomorrow, but... The reason why maybe tomorrow, let's say, if, if we're all still alive tomorrow, it just means the Lord is just giving us another day. He's still coming soon, and time's up, but it's just because He's just giving us that extra little time, or that extra little delay in things, just so that someone else can be saved. Because if you're ready and you're saved, remember, the Lord wishes, has a good plan for all mankind. The Lord has a good purpose for everyone. So if you're saved, the Lord also wants someone else to be saved. And so, while you're saved and you're waiting for the Lord, know that He's coming and time's up. And also, tell people that He's coming and time's up. Because time's up and He's coming. But, as I'm, as I'm trying to let everyone understand, time's up, but He's just giving us just a little bit more time so that more people can be saved. But time is up. So, if you're saved, help someone else. So, the reason why maybe tomorrow or next week you realize that we have time, we have maybe seven, you realize that maybe there's just, there, you have the, uh, the whole of next week, might be, I don't know, but if you have the whole of next week, then it's because the Lord wants you to use it to save someone. It's not because the Lord wants you to work and get money. Please, know that that's not it at all. The reason why the Lord is maybe delaying a little bit, because He can delay a little bit to save more people, the reason why the Lord might be doing that, it's not because He wants you to work and to get money, no. It's because He wants more people to be saved. So please, as with the time we have left, don't focus on, you know, acquiring or gaining the treasures of the world. 
because listen, we don't even have that much time left to even for you to even be thinking of really even getting anything in this world. We don't have that much time. I'm telling you, brothers and sisters, time is truly up. Time is truly over. Jesus is coming very soon. He's coming now. He's coming. His coming is so close. It's getting closer and closer. Please know this. That time is up. So please, brothers and sisters, be prepared. Be ready. We know that the Lord wants to save people, but that doesn't mean He's going to really delay for a long time. Well, He could give us maybe another day by His grace, but only God knows how long that's going to continue. But time is up. So at any moment, at any time, you could you could be hearing an earthquake. You could be hearing a tsunami. That leads me to the dream one of my brothers had. Um, yeah, in this dream, in this dream, he said that um, he was... In, in this dream, he told me that um, there was, he said he was in Walmart, and he was telling me that there was, he said he was in Walmart, and he was in there with one of his, one of his, his brothers, and then he told me that suddenly Walmart started shaking, and there was like an earthquake, and it was like, she said, he said the whole place started to shake, and I mean, I, I was very surprised, because he said in this dream, he was in, he said in this dream he was in Florida, so I was really surprised, like, um, because I didn't really know that there was going to be a lot of shaking, um, I, I knew there was going to be tsunami in Florida, but I wasn't, I knew that there was going to be things happening, but I was really surprised, and what he was telling me was that he said, he thinks that maybe when the earthquake happens in the California, um, West Coast section, he said he thinks that when it happened, it was felt all, it was felt all across America, and even, was even felt in in Florida, and Florida's like on the way on the other side of, of America from, I mean, way on the other side of California. So it was really, I was like, wow, so is it that powerful? Because, I mean, you said that's what he, he thought he was thinking of. So, you know, we know, as we all know, only God knows how powerful and how strong these judgments are going to be. But they're going to be so strong that they're probably going to be felt in other states. And it's like, I'm telling you, like, if you're not ready, it's so sudden that if if let's say Walmart had collapsed and and if it collapsed, everyone there in Walmart, okay, if they're not saved, they're not going home. They're, that's it. They're, their lives are gone. They're going straight to hell. I mean, as bad as it sounds, it's true. It's like everyone has to be ready now. That's why, like, it's because these things. I'm telling you, they are sudden. Like, remember, it's gonna come suddenly. God, the coming of the Lord, it is so sudden. Like it's, we're gonna see things. We're gonna see fire, brimstone, all these things. But it's sudden. You don't know when you're gonna have fire fall on your head when you're outside. You don't even know. You don't even know if you're gonna be in your car when it hits you. You do not know because all we know is that it's soon and it's sudden. That's it. And we know we have to wait. But wait with wisdom. Wait like a wise virgin. When the wise virgins were waited, they didn't wait in sin. They waited with lambs filled with oil. They waited, Holy Spirit filled. They waited cleansed. You know, they waited when they had the Holy Spirit. So it's very important that you know that you have the Holy Spirit and that you, you, every day, like, please, make sure that you don't sleep every night. Make sure that before you go to bed, make sure that you have the Holy Spirit living in you. If you have sinned, then repent. Repent and ask the Holy Spirit to come and live in you and change your ways every day. Because you don't know. Because if the earthquake happens in the middle of your sleep and the, and the house collapses on you, you're gone. That's it. I'm telling you, Jesus, he's coming so soon. It is so soon. And Jesus wants people to, like, he want, I, I can feel in my heart, he wants people to know that it's so soon. He doesn't want people to even be thinking 
of he doesn't want people to even be thinking that there is even there's even uh, he, Jesus doesn't want people to think that there's time. He doesn't want people to be thinking that there's even a delay. He wants people to know that it's soon. Or, or he doesn't want people to be thinking because there's because this this is what he's letting me feel right now in my heart. He's letting me feel right now that that time's up. He doesn't want people to be looking because there's so much work to be done and there's so much that we all could do for Jesus. But be, because with the time that we have, he's showing me that right now it's so little, like it's very little. It's very, very little time that you can't even do that much with. Like, so do what you can. Like, save souls with the time that we have left. Even with that, I'm feeling in my heart that it's just time's just up. Time's up. I mean, we know that we 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 know that sometimes the Lord could just could give maybe a little bit more time to save souls. But He doesn't want people to even be thinking about that. That He's, you know, He's. He's giving more time for you know. He wants people to know that time because the truth is time's up. Because that's the truth, and he wants everyone to live with that urgency, that time's up, and to be ready. Because you know that's because you know what it is is you know how many days we have left. That's that's on the Lord. That's the Lord's business. That's the Lord's the one who's taking care of the timing. He's the one. He doesn't want anyone to really be thinking of the time. How many times we have left? Because he's because he's still working, you know. Jesus is working; he's saving souls. He's doing his work, but it's our job that when you become saved, you know time's up, and then you just live every day knowing that Jesus could come the next day, and then you just prepare. That's what Jesus wants us to. That's how he wants us to live. He wants us to live like that, because whether he's coming today or tomorrow, it's not our business. Jesus doesn't want us to even think about that. He wants us to just think of just doing the work and the commission he's given to us, saving souls and living like. You know, living every day like you know that Jesus is going to come that day. That's how Jesus wants us to live. That's what he wants us to do. He doesn't want us to, because he doesn't want us to be thinking of, well, um, um, how much days are left? No, 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 no. He doesn't want people to be thinking of, well, how many days is the Lord going to just, how many more extra, how much more extra time is the Lord going to give so that people get saved? He doesn't want us to be thinking of that, no. Because we don't know, that's up to the Father. He wants us to just think of, Jesus is coming, he could come any day and just be ready. Because that's the truth. Because I'm telling you, these things are sudden. Like, the Bible says it's sudden. Like, it's sudden. Don't think you're... It's sudden. Please, it's sudden. And one thing he's shown me is that there's going to be different levels. Because spiritually, there's different levels. Like, you know, spiritually, when we all go, like, everyone is not on the same level. That's what one thing the Lord has shown me. As Christians, the Lord has shown me this so clear, like, so many times, that... There's different levels and even like it's almost like rankings. There are different levels in Christianity. It's not all the same. Not all Christians are the same. And every Christian will be rewarded according to let's say their level in the Lord. So it's like what God will give someone, you won't you'll get you won't get the same thing. What God's gonna give you is different from what God's gonna give me. What God's gonna give her is gonna be different from different from what God's going to give him. God will be giving all of us different things and we're all going to get different rewards based on our work and based on our faith. So one thing is that for those people that are living urgently, like the Lord's coming today, every day, their rewards are so great. I told you, their rewards are the most great. Like, their rewards are like the most tremendous. Like, their rewards are so great. But those that are living, hmm, they're like, hmm, they're sighing and they're like, hmm, I wonder how many time we have left. Maybe we have this whole year left. Maybe we have next year left. Some people are like that. 
and you know they're just thinking of the time they have and the time they're going to do no 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 they're calculating the time and thinking about how much time they want to give to God and how much time they want to spend with their life they want to spend you know enjoying their lives those people those people are the ones that literally won't really don't have anything or close to nothing or very little very little reward because there's different levels there are different levels of blessings in heaven we we don't all get the same blessing we all get blessed but God gives everyone according to their deeds, according to what they've done. So the blessing that you've gotten will be different from the blessing someone else has gotten. There's different levels in Christianity. God will bless and lift some people higher than others. It's true because it's, I mean, God will give everyone according to their deeds. Because when you read the Bible, the Bible shows that so many times. I mean, the, the people that God gave the talents, depending on what they did with their talents, more is given to them. So it's like, but what God has given you, if you do more, your reward is great. That's why it's very. That's why I see that in, it, spiritually, people have, you know, people have different bodies. People have different. I see people's spirits, and 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 spiritually. Um, excuse me. I'm so sorry about that. Spiritually, there's different. You know, there's different spiritual bodies that different. You know, people um have, and I just the Lord shows me. It's like it depends on your hard work and your diligence. I mean, for those people that really have a great glory around them, because there's different levels of glory. I mean, like, there's different levels of glory for different Christians. Some people have very little glory. Some people have big glory. Some people have, like, medium. Some people have, like, huge, like, humongous glory. Like, it's, 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 it's different. It, it varies from Christian to Christian. And you could, all these things I'm telling you, please confirm them with the Holy Spirit. He'll tell you. It's different for every Christian. And it's based on their hard work and their relationship with with the Holy Spirit and with the Lord and how hard-working you are for God. Because if you work a lot, because living as a Christian, it's all about work. Because you know, the Bible says, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. It's, it's work, okay? It's, it's not just eating and playing. It's actual work. You have to work. You have to pray. Like if you, I mean, praying is like, it's work. Sometimes praying for 10 hours a day or praying for 12 hours a day, it's work. It's not just something you just do. It's it's like work. You have to. It takes devotion. It takes a focus. You have to focus your heart on it. It it it, it takes a lot. And you know it it takes a lot. And it's like God wants us to you know to to be like that. He wants us to to put ourselves in His hand. He wants us to you know to trust Him and to be hardworking. He doesn't want us to be lazy, and He does not want us to compromise. Because you'll be rewarded. Your your house in heaven, your, or your mansion in heaven, will be according to what you have done. Your glorified body will be according to what you have done. The the forms you get in your glorified body is going to be according to what you have done for God. I'm, I mean, I've seen different glorified bodies in my... I've seen different glorified bodies, and I realized that the more I would see God, the more I would get these glorified bodies. And it's not the same, like... It's like the Lord gives me different robes and different glorified bodies. Just a few days ago, I, w I mean, I think just yesterday or two days ago, I was praying and just praying and just seeking the Lord. And I just saw myself. I just saw myself and I saw my spirit in heaven. And I could see, I saw these horses. Wow, they were so beautiful. I mean, I, I see horses a lot in heaven because I think the Lord knows I really love horses. So I see a lot of horses in heaven. And these horses had like, they had like hair on their hooves their feet, but it was very different, it was so beautiful, they had like this, they had like very light gray hair, 
And it was almost like the hair was long. It looked like they had like wings on their. It looked like they had wings on their on their legs. I could see like like a lot of hair on their legs, and it was so special. It was very special. With it was like their legs. It was like they were, it was almost like they were running in the air, something like that. They were running somewhere. I'm not sure, but I could see the hair on their legs, and their the the air was moving. Like their hair was just moving so beautifully. And I saw that myself in heaven, I was praying, seeking God, and I saw Jesus just giving me things. He was giving me bracelets again. He was giving me, like, different things, like different jewelry and different things, and then I think different crowns. And then he put something, and, 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 and he put, like, a, like, another orange garment again. He gave me, like, another, it was a garment, something like that, like an orange something. I'm, it was, like, something orange. Uh, like, I had that color, and I saw it coming on my spirit, and... It's like, when you see God, I just want to share this with you. God, He puts, like, the Holy Spirit glorifies you more. The more of God you get in yourself, the more you reach higher levels in the Lord, in the Spirit, the higher glory that you receive. Like, the glory of God in you gets stronger and gets greater. The glory of God in you becomes so tremendous. And I've seen this as, when I, the, there are times when I pray and I fast, and my, and my spirit, my body, will just change. And sometimes... It, it gets so bright that I can't even look at myself. I'm not. I'm not even lying to you. You could. I'm. I'm not lying. I'm not making these things up. Take them to God. I'm not. I'm. These. These things are true. Please ask God about this. Like, there's t- especially when I fast. Like, there's, like, there's this day. I think I did a five day fast, and then after, and I did this five day fast. No food, no water, just fasting and seeking the Lord and just praying, praying. All I did was just spend time with the Lord for, for five. I mean, I, I kept. I was doing that for about like a month. Because I was on vacation from school, and it was just a five-day period I had. I, I was, I was, I mean, it was one. I mean, I had like a week, and I spent like five days. I had like thirty days, but in 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 in, in that period, I spent like a, a five-day. I mean, I spent five days doing a five-day fast, and I'm sorry about that. And during this five-day fast, I was, you know, I was just no food, no water, just praying. Seeking the Lord, just praying, seeking the Lord. I mean, there were times when the the enemy was really not happy, trying to attack me, because you know my family wasn't so happy that I was not eating for five days. They were not happy at all. It was pretty. Well, sometimes it's hard because there's times when you know they'll it's like things won't be so. People will not always be so happy with what you're doing for God because they don't always understand. But I felt led to do this, so I did this. But people were not understanding. I mean, people were. I mean, sometimes. Like, people are not always so happy. I, I mean, there are times when some people would come against me, but it's like, we're not so happy I was doing that. They didn't understand, because, you know, the things um, the things of, of the Spirit, the, thing, the things of the Spirit, I tell you, um, the things of the flesh have no idea. Like, when you're doing something for God, sometimes people in the flesh just have no idea. They just, to them, they just cannot understand. To them, it's like, why are you doing this? It doesn't make sense, but they don't know. It's because they're at that low level. It's like, it's like the people think differently based on the level of restoration of their mind. It's like depending on how much your mind has been renewed, you think in a certain way. So a lot of people have that low, like carnal level of thinking where they don't really understand things, where they just see things physically. and So then they just don't understand why you should starve yourself for seven days and not eat or drink anything. Some people just don't understand that. They're like, I mean, what do you really get out of that? You're just killing yourself. I mean, if you pray without fasting, God will still hear you. So why are you? Why do you even have to fast? That's what a lot of people will say. They won't understand why you would go that far 
why you would go that far to kill yourself for God. But let me tell you this, you know, it's like, okay, let me tell you this. To whom much is given, much is expected, okay? God gives you as much as you give Him. Jesus fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. And even Moses, Moses fasted for 40 days. I mean, look at what they did. The thing is, when you want to get a high, when you want to get to a high place with the Lord, it's like the Lord will ask you to do things that are really high, and sometimes you won't always understand. Sometimes you won't always um, really be able to. You won't always know why, but but sometimes the Lord will let you know why. But the thing is, some you know the Lord's ways of doing things are so great. It's like the Lord expects a sacrifice of our lives, as Jesus sacrificed Himself for. To save us, we have to sacrifice ourselves, you know, to please God. And, you know, in sacrificing yourself to please God, it's like there's times when you have to give yourself up for God's word in such great ways. Sometimes there's times when you might have to pray for 24 hours nonstop. I mean, when someone does that, a lot of people won't understand. A lot of people would say, I mean, what are you doing? They'll tell you, they won't understand. They might even begin to insult you. They'll, they'll, they might begin to say, really bad things to you because, you know, they just don't understand. But that's how, such is the world, you know, that's how the world is. You know, that's how the world is. People are just so far away from the truth and it's like they lack knowledge and understanding. They lack knowledge and understanding to know the true intents and hearts of God. Because, you know, Jesus would do things and say things that the Pharisees would not understand. And they would speak harshly and very badly against him. And because, you know, they didn't understand. They didn't know why Jesus was doing what he was doing. To them, to, to them, they referred, they said he was blaspheming. He was doing all sorts of things. They said really bad things about our Lord Jesus. But it was mainly because, you know, they didn't really understand, you know, what he was doing. And, and you know, what he was saying or why he was saying what he was saying. But I want all of you to know that everything he did was for a good cause. And it's so great, it, sur it surpasses our thinking and our understanding. What Jesus did, it was so great that we can't even completely understand the things that Jesus did. But basically what I'm trying to say is this, that when, when, when you're called to a high, when you have a high calling in God, God will ask you to do really sometimes really strange, harsh things. That, uh, might, that might seem strange to people. But you know, just do it. Just do what God tells you to People won't understand because, you know, we don't live because, you know, the thinking of the spirit is against the thinking of the flesh. So usually when you're feeling like not to do something good, that's when you should actually do that good thing that you know that the Bible says you should do because it means your flesh is going against your spirit. And that means that the light, it's com the light's coming out. So whenever light comes out, it always fights against darkness. It will fight against darkness. Like, you know, it will always fight against darkness. When there's darkness and light, there'll always be friction. And because we live in this flesh where there's darkness, they'll always be fighting amongst ourselves. I mean, within ourselves. And amongst ourselves and within ourselves. Um, so it's like, sometimes, to offer God something, because, because, you know, as we live, God wants us to offer ourselves to Him. To offer yourself to God. Sometimes you have to give a great sacrifice. And that, and that sacrifice, which is calling your flesh, could be, in a term of, or in a form of giving great prayer, or great praise. God could want you to praise Him for like 10 hours. Or you, you might feel that to praise God for like the whole day. Or just sing to Him. And sometimes you won't really understand, but just do it for God. Do everything that God wants you to do for Him, because there is a great reward. There is a great reward that comes behind everything you do for God. Because 
Because when you do these things that the Holy Spirit leads you to do, God, it releases that anointing that you need in your life to keep going on, serving God every day. And when you also do this, these great things that God wants you to do, these great fastings, um, when, because it's like for more anointing, you need to kill more of yourself for God. When you do these things for God, God will release more of himself into you. God will pour out more of his presence and his power into you. God will give you more revelation and knowledge and understanding of him in a very special way. God will show you and reveal more and more of himself to you. And it's like when you, because you know how Jesus, Jesus didn't do small things, he did great things. If Jesus would fast or would pray, he would, you know, sometimes he would, he would do things that were great. Like, you know, there's, there's times when, you know, you know, he prayed and fasted for 40 days. It's like, when, it's like when God asks you to do something, because too much is given, much is required. If God has given you five talents or a hundred talents, and God asks you to do something, God doesn't expect you to do the things that someone that has two talents will do. If you're someone that can pray for ten hours, and all you do is just keep praying for ten minutes, do you really expect to receive that much anointing? No, you won't. You, you shouldn't even expect that, because you won't get that. You receive something, but it won't be as much, because you have to pay that price, because to whom much is given, much is expected. God has given you wisdom and knowledge to know what is right, but then you still do what is wrong. Do you expect to still be blessed? You, I mean, you know what is right, but you're still acting like a like a like a like an immature, you know, um, baby that doesn't know anything. But you know everything you should do. Do you really think you're going to be rewarded? You know, accordingly. No, you will be rewarded, but it depends on you know it's, it's going to be minimal. Like it's going to be small, depending on what you have done. So for those of you that know and have a great understanding of the Lord, you have to really. God very, very diligently and in a very special, unique way that, I mean, for those of you that have, because I know a lot of you here have big anointings, like those of you that have been anointed and know what to do, do it. Don't act like someone that doesn't know what to do because then God's going to, on judgment day, you're going to be judged for what you have done. And, you know, your work, if your work is not that good, it's going to be tested. It's, it's going to crumble. It's going to fall. So you need to have, you need to have a good work. You need to have, you need to be solid, like Solid gold. Go for the solid gold. Go for the solid. Uh, I mean solid gold. I, I don't mean sol gold as in money. No, 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 no. Gold as in you know. In terms of gold, gold is like one of like something that's high quality. Gold is something that um, let's say usually like in in in, in um let's say in, in a game or in a session when people are being rewarded, the person that gets the gold medalist is the person that gets that's supposedly the best best performer. So what I mean by gold is do your best, okay? Try to aim for the best ranking or the best best gift, get best anointing, or I mean, try to give go for the best. Give Jesus your best. Like when you serve God, I mean, I'm not saying I'm not saying serving God is a competition. No, 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 no. It's because we're all different. We all have different races. We all have different things to do. It's more of like a, it's like everyone has to do their best because it's like. We're all, because everyone has something different. Everyone has different colors. Everyone has, by different colors, I mean, I mean, what I mean by different colors is that someone is given something different. Let's say represented by a different color. Someone could be given something that's red. Someone could be given something that's blue. Someone could be given something that's green. Someone could be given something that's pink or white. And if someone's given something that's pink or white, you expect to run the race on the white lane. If you run on the lane that's pink or purple, you're gonna get you're gonna go somewhere else. So if you're gonna try if you're trying to go after go after the person on the green lane, you're gonna end up doing something wrong. So 
it's like it's we all have different races. We all have different things to do. And and no, it's it's not competing against anyone. No, you're not. We're supposed to love each other and in fact to help other people move forward. But what you have to do is that the competition is against yourself. You have to win against yourself. You have to kill your flesh. You have to defeat your flesh. You have to do better than your flesh. Because if you let your flesh win, then it means you're going to hell. So the competition is within ourselves. We're fighting ourselves. We're fighting our flesh so that we go to heaven. But we're not fighting against... No, no, no. Because no. We're, we're, we're not fighting against each other. We're not competing against each other. Because the kingdom against itself shall not stand. One will have to fall and one will have to stay. So please understand what I'm trying to say. I want people to know that we're competing against ourselves, but it's a race we're running, and we're all different. Let's say someone has been given, let's say, a color pink, a, a color blue, or a color white, or gold, or um, or green. You have to, you know, do the things that will match. Let's say, colors are just representing different gifts and different um, like I'm just like, I don't know like different pe like different gifts um, people with different abilities like so that's what I mean we all have that unique signature God makes all of us very different like that like and I'm just using colors to explain we're we're just very different um, like that we're all just very different and it's like we have to run the race that has been made for us so if if let's say if God has given you the gift of a gift, and let's say your your gift is just let's say let's say gift A or gift B or gift white or gift blue. If you have gift white, you have to run on the the the, the lane that is made for you, Mister Gift White. If if you have a gift green, you have to run on the lane, Mister Gift Green. You have to go on that lane that God has made for you. That will let because you're unique. You have to go on that unique path that God has made for you, so that you can become complete. In your greenness or in your blueness, you don't even make complete. Okay, I'm sorry for using colors. Help that didn't confuse anyone. Please forgive me. Let me go over this again. It's like we're all very different, okay? And 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 it's like God has different plans and different purposes for all of us. And every single person, no two people have the same destiny. No, everyone has a different destiny. So in the previous example, I was just using like different destinies to explain. I was just using colors as destiny. But I was just using that um, analogy. But let me use another one. Um, let me this time, like, let me just use letters instead of colors. Let's say someone has letter, you know, letter A. You're unique, okay? And you have, you're gifted with a special ability with letter A. Someone is gifted with letter, um, let's say, um, letter um, J. Okay, you're gifted with letter J. And so what you have to know is this: that what you could do is. Very different. No one else could do the same thing that you could do. You're completely, totally unique and different. And you have to walk a path that is completely different from what letter A is going to walk on. And you have to, because your path might be longer than letter A's, and, and his path might, you know, might be high and low, and yours might be left and right. It's just very different for everyone. But you just have to do what, you know, God wants you to do so that you make it to become what God created you to be. Because we're all different, and what what God has given to you, He's going to require from you. He wants you to work with what He's given to you. Because look, living a Christian life, it's about diligence. It's about working. You have to work. It's not about we're, we're not made to be lazy, just sleeping around. No, we're, we're we're born to be workers for God. There's work to do, and please don't be lazy. Because as I said earlier, everyone is going to be rewarded according to their deeds and what they have done.
Yes, we've all been made, you know, very differently, and God has different plans and different purposes with all of us. And right now, in the next, um, let's say, next ten minutes, I'm just gonna just pray for people. I'm gonna pray for all my brothers and sisters, and I'm gonna ask God to touch them and to deliver them from all forms of laziness and all distractions, and so that they could focus on, you know, who they are in Christ and do what they've been called to do, and that God will deliver them from anything that He wants them to be delivered from, and to be made ready and to be prepared. For the coming of Christ. So let's all pray. I want all of us to pray. All of us that are here. I mean if you're listening. Please join in and pray. I want every single one of us. To just come together and to pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I commit my brothers and my sisters into your hands. Oh God, we all humbly come before you. Father God, forgive us of all of our sins, oh Jesus. Oh Father God, cover all of us with the armor of God. Father God, cover us with the armor of God. Oh Lord, cover us with the blood of Jesus. Oh God, strengthen all of us and fill us with your Holy Spirit. Oh Lord, break the works of Satan against us right now. Oh Father God, deliver all of us from all laziness, from all fear, from all sin, from all darkness, from all that is not of you. In the name of Jesus, we bind and we cast that all out of us in the pits of all right now. In the name of Jesus. Oh Father God, break the yokes of darkness. Destroy the powers of Satan against all of us now. In the name of Jesus. Oh, Father God, let your will be done. Oh, Lord, pray your anointing upon all my brothers and all my sisters. Oh, God, I pray that you would use them, that you'd guide them, and that you'd strengthen them. Oh, God, I pray that you'd heal them, and that you'd restore them. Oh, Holy Spirit, move now in the name of Jesus. Oh, Holy Spirit, touch them all now. Oh, Father God, let your will be done in all of your people now in the name of Jesus. Oh, God, forgive us of all of our sins. Forgive us of all of our sins. Deliver us. Restore us. Make every Everything new, make everything new, make everything new. Oh God, Holy Spirit, consume the works of Satan that are in us. Consume them, burn them all out of us in the name of Jesus, Father God. Oh, I pray that, Lord, you'd release your power, your anointing, and your presence upon all of us. Holy Spirit, lead and guide us. Oh, Satan, you are a liar. I rebuke you out of our lives now in the name of Jesus. Oh, Father God, pour out, Lord Jesus, your fire, Lord, and brimstone, Father God, and your lightning. Oh, strike dead, consume. Father God, like a lion, burn down the works of Satan against all your people now in the name of Jesus, Father God. Thank you. Oh, Father God, I bless and I thank you for all that you are doing. Send your angels, Father God, to fight for us, oh Lord. Oh, deliver us all, Father God, from all the works of Satan. Bring healing, restoration, and revival. Oh, Father God, lead my brothers and lead my sisters, Father God. Oh, Father God, in your will and in your plans, lead all of us, Father God. Help all of us to become what you created us to be. Oh, Father God, Strengthen us, strengthen all of us in the name of Jesus. Do great and mighty things in us. Restore us, O oh Lord. Let your will be done in all of us now in the name of Jesus. Oh, Father God, help us to know who we are in you, Jesus. Father God, use all of us for your glory, Father God, in Jesus' name. Oh God, I thank you. And Lord Jesus, I bless you. I bless you. I bless you. Oh Jesus, I praise you and I glorify you. I thank you, Father God, for all that you have done. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Oh Lord, I thank you so much for Spirit, your presence, your power, your anointing. Oh God, I thank you so much. Holy Spirit, use us for your glory, oh Lord. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I bless your name. I glorify you, oh God. I give you all the honor and all the praise. I thank you, Jesus. I bless your holy name, oh Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for everything. Oh, Jesus, we just want to bless you. We just want to praise you. Oh, Father, we just want to show our gratitude to you for all that you have done. Oh, thank you, Jesus, Father. 
Father God, let your will be done. Destroy the works of Satan against all of your people now in Jesus' name. Father God, deliver all of us from all that you want us to be delivered from. Deliver all of us from all worldliness, O oh Lord Jesus. Let us carry our cross and let us do the work you've called all of us to do, Father God. Let us do what you've called all of us to do, Father God. Let us do what you've planned for us to do, Father God. Let us do the intentions. Father God, let us do. Let us fulfill your intentions. Let us do all that you've purposed and intended for all of us to do, Father God. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Thank you so much, Jesus. Thank you so much, Jesus. We receive all you have for us. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And Lord, I also pray, Father God, that you bless my people. You'd anoint their mouth and your lips and that, Lord, you would speak your words of, of truth through them, that you would pray through them, that you would, you would manifest your glory through them and in them, that, Father God, and all that they do wherever they go, that you'd bless them, that, Father God, you would lift them up, Father God, that you'd elevate them spiritually. Oh, Holy Spirit. Spirit, I pray that as I'm going to continue to speak in your in your name, that Lord Jesus, you'd speak through me. Holy Spirit, speak through me. Interrupt the plans of the enemy. Break the plans of the enemy. Break them all now in the name of Jesus. Oh, scatter, 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 Father God. Scatter the works of all of our enemies now in the name of Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I thank you for the blessings that you're pouring. I thank you for the blessings that you're pouring. Oh, thank you for your blessings. Thank you for your blessings. Oh, Jesus, I bless you for your blessings. Oh, thank you, oh, wonderful, glorious Holy Spirit. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I worship you, God. I worship you, Prince of Peace. I worship you, our King and our Majesty, O Lord. Oh, thank you so much, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I bless you. I thank you. I glorify. I honor and I adore you, O Lord. Thank you, glorious and mighty God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Spirit, thank you, Father. Father, we bless you. We thank you. We give you all the honor and all the praise. Father, for you alone deserve it all. We just want to thank you, Jesus. Glory, glory, hallelujah in the highest. Oh, God, I thank you so much for everything. Thank you, Jesus, for your spirit. That's in all of us. In Jesus' name, we pray thanksgiving. Amen. Yes, brothers and sisters, I encourage you to just keep keep praying. And if you want to learn how to pray, just ask the Lord to teach you how to pray. Say, Lord, Lord, help me with prayer. Lord, I need help. I Because, you know, the Bible says that, you know, he's the one that, you know, that strengthens us, you know, in our infirmities. When, when you know, the Bible says, you know, when we're weak, you know, he speaks on our behalf. You know, the Holy Spirit, he's our comforter, okay? He's the one that, that, that will come to help us when, when we're weak, when we can't do so much. Yeah, the Holy Spirit, he's the one that, you know, because, you know, the, the Bible says that, you know, we, 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 we do not know how to pray, but, you know, the Holy Spirit, He's the one that will, you know, that will strengthen us in our infirmities, that will, you know, speak words, and He's going to speak words that we can't even say. He's going to do things of the Spirit that we don't, even, we don't even always understand, but, you know, He does these things for us that will do great and mighty things. That's why I encourage all of you to make sure that you have the Holy Spirit every single day, when you wake up and when you sleep, make sure that he's, you know, make sure that he, you're filled, you're spirit-filled. And you know how, how does the Bible teach us to be spirit-filled? You know, it's by praying, by praying the Spirit, by singing the Spirit, by worshiping God. You know, doing anything that will cause you to desire more of the Holy Spirit. Because when you have a hunger for God, God instantly just moves in. When you desire God, when you have a thirst for Him, when you, when you want Him in you, when you, when you ask for Him, when you seek Him, when you show Him that you want Him in you, He just comes and he just floods into you so i encourage all of you to have that yearning and that desire for the spirit of the lord to dwell and to be overflowing in all of you so much i encourage all of you to have that and i want all of you to know that you are so special all of you have been made so special so special to god all of you are so unique to god 
All of you mean so much to God. You mean all of you mean so much to God. I want all of you to know that you're so special to God. Because when you read the Bible, this is what it says. It says that, you know, we have all, all of us, you know, I mean, it says that this is what Jesus was referring to all of it, all, all of mankind. He was saying that it's not worth it, okay, to to gain the whole world and to lose your own soul. No, it's not worth it at all. It's not worth it the slightest bit because this world, it's not it's it's not important as our, our souls. It, it doesn't come anywhere near to how important someone's spirit or someone's soul soul is. When you read the Bible, okay. It talks about how man was made, okay? It talks about how the world was made. You know, the key in knowing how important we are, it's in the Word of God. And it's in the Word of God in the Bible where, you know, it says that, I mean, do you not know that we are like God? So the Bible says that, you know, that you know that we God, you know, He made us in His image. He made us like God because He's God. And when you make something in your image, you know, an image is, is almost like a replication of something. It's like the same thing but just a repetition of that same thing. So, in in a way, when you look at us as an image of God, we're like a repetition. We're like, um, we're like, um, it's like you know the way God is. He made another version of Himself. It's like He made us in His image and in His likeness. So we're 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 we're, we're very we're very different. We're really special to God. When you read the Bible, it tells how you know, you know when God is making the world. Okay, He spoke things and it happened. He spoke and it came into being. He spoke and then the earth. It just was formed out of, you know, it just came into being. But when God was creating us, He breathed Himself. He was like a breath of His life. A part of Himself was released into us. And that part of Himself was all of Him. That was in His image. It came into us. But it's like we're like baby gods. It's like we're, we're, we're like God, but we're like small versions of Him. He made us like babies of Him. Like, like very, very baby versions of Him. Because remember, Jesus says that the things that he does will even do, will, will, will even do things that are even greater and even mightier. And if you look at it, Jesus is God, okay? And Jesus is an exact image of God, okay? And when J Jesus lives in you, you, because you're in the image of God, the things that God does, you'll be able to do them because the power of God will strengthen you and enable you to do these things that God does. And also... In, more into understanding that we're in God's image and that's who we are. I want you to also know that in creation, okay, God spoke all of the things and it happened. But when it got to man, he breathed. He breathed a part of himself into us. So we're not just like the the way the other things were created. We're not that man is not like that. Like how the other things were created. Man was made very differently, very, very special. And man was, you know, God God made man like himself to to have a relationship with him. Someone that he was going to love. Someone that was not just going to serve him, but he made someone that was going to be like his his love. Someone that he was going to love. Because God is a God of, emotion, of emotions. God's very emotional. Like, people don't really understand that, but God's very emotional. And he made, he created someone that he was going to love someone that was going to have a relationship with him, someone that was going to care about him, like how he cares about them, freely, not forcefully, like someone that's going to love him and treat him with all, treat him with all love and compassion, with, with, with all, with, with, with everything from his heart, with just love him with everything. That's how God made us, to love him. 
And that's what he wants. That's what he cares about so much. And he wants all of us to love him and he wants all of us to, you know, to have that relationship with him. Because we're all so special, we're all so unique, and we've been made very differently with different plans and different purposes. I encourage all of you to, you know, to 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 do the best that you can for, you know, for God. Do all that you can. Because when you read the Bible, it talks about how special we are to God. God made us to love us. He made us, you know, to, to, to be with us, to, 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 to be in relationship with us. That's so important to God. So I want all of you to know that he's coming so soon. That time is up. Right now, if, if there's any, if if, if, we're li- if you see that there's days coming by, we're just living on. It's like borrowed time. It's like God just giving extra days so that more people will be saved. But time is up. So please, please, please live in that urgency and prepare. You know, prepare for Jesus. But just you know, focus a lot on on the love, love Jesus. I tell you, I can't even tell you how important loving Jesus. It's so important. That's 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 the main thing that Jesus wants for anyone. He wants you to just love him. He wants you to focus on on loving him. That's it. It means so much to him, loving God. It means so much to God. I want all of you to to learn about loving God. I want all of you to focus on you know having a loving relationship with God. Yes, brothers and sisters, so I encourage all of you to live, you know, whatever calling, whatever work that you have to do for God, just focus on that because, you know, we're all different. God has a different plan, a different purpose. We've all been given different gifts and different abilities and use what you have according to the best of your ability. Do and all that you do, do the best you can because if you do less than you're supposed to or less than you can, it's going to affect your reward and it's going to affect, you know, your judgment. Because if you don't do well enough, you're going to be thrown into the fire. So make sure that you, you, you do the best you can. And I'm also going to continue to talk about um, a, a dream that I had a while ago. And in this dream, the Lord was showing me, um, you know, part of why judgment was coming. Because He was showing me that in some states of of, of America, it was this particular state, um, I had this dream. And in this dream... Um, I saw, um, I saw this, I was in, I was in this place, I saw that I was, I was like, I looked, I looked out and there was this place, and this is what I could see outside, in, in, you know, in the place that I was, I could see that there were people that were in sin, people that were lost in sin, people that were sexually immoral, I saw a married, a man that, had a daughter, and there were these groups of men, and I could see the men they were so sexually perverted they were they were so perverted they 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 didn't care about anything they didn't care about you could tell that they didn't have any mind they didn't have any mind about God they didn't really care about god they didn't i i I saw that in 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 America this is what the Lord was showing me that they didn't care about God they were just full of sin and full of you know themselves, and I could see that a certain man with a daughter, with a young girl, like, a, I saw this young, um, I saw this young man, I, I was seeing people of, of, of different races, this, I was seeing different people of different races, different people, I saw different people doing different things, I saw this man that was, I saw him, and this man was, was committing such an abomination in this dream, I was seeing that this man was, was sleeping with an animal, he was having intercourse with a, with a goat, 
That's what I saw. That's what the Lord is showing me. And I saw that his friends were with him, and his friends were like, I don't know, it looked like his friends were okay with it. And they were they were having fun. I know I know this sounds really horrible and really disgusting. They were, I mean, they were doing disgusting things with 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 environment. I saw that they were drinking. I saw sexual immorality. I saw bestiality. Um, I saw such. I just saw such abominations in the land, and and the Lord was just letting me know. And I and I even saw even a pastor. One of, I mean, I, this pastor is renowned in America. He's a really big pastor, really popular. And I saw him. He was there. He was with all those sinners. And I knew the Lord was just showing me. The Lord just sees him as a sinner because he's not, he's not of God. He's just deceiving people. He's lying to people and he's just getting their money. And people are just going into him. And I want people to seek God so that their eyes will be opened, so that they'll, they'll know who is who. Because a lot of people are deceived now in this day. It was so horrible. It was in, in this dream. The Lord was just showing the sin that was in the world, the the abominations that are that are in the world, that are in this country. The Lord was showing me, and even the pastors weren't that were a part of it. The past, the pastors, they were involved. I saw grown men, grown men that were. It looked like they were just men that would just you know do nothing, just waste their lives in sin and in the pleasures of the world. And in such abominations, they were doing things. They were committing bestiality, and you know, I mean, for those of you that don't know what bestiality is, it's when people, you know, sleep or have any kind of intercourse with 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 an animal. They were. I saw people. The Lord was showing me that people were doing this in the land. People were doing this in America. That's the abomination that the Lord. That's one. That's one thing that the Lord was showing me that that abomination was going on. People were sleeping with animals. And that's how bad it is now. The Lord is showing me that it's so horrible. And the man's friends thought it was okay. And the man had a daughter. I mean, I can't even understand like how people have children. This man had a daughter, and he was still sleeping. He was sleeping with an animal, and I just couldn't believe this was going. I was I was so shocked, and I was so dis. I was I was like, this world is so disgusting. That's why the Lord is gonna come and cleanse this this world of all its disgusting filth. It's 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 such an abomination. The things that the, the Lord is just showing me abominations, abomination after abomination in the world. I was seeing pastors that were in the world, pastors that were so lukewarm, but you know when they come on they preach, and when they preach it has nothing. There's nothing. There's no stuff. It's like it's it's like when they preach. If you're truly of God, you'll know that it doesn't have true substance. You'll know. But for those that are lukewarm and in the world, they think it's fine. And I was seeing how people that were Christians, they would look out. To the world, and they would be pulled into sin. Like they would look out to the world, and the world would sort of mes the world would mesmerize them. The world would deceive them, and they would want the things of the world. They would, they were. It was like the world was trying to pull them and trying to become like the world. But God was also pulling them away, and I was seeing how God would also defend His child. So basically, in this dream, the Lord was just showing me the sin in this country and why judgment is coming. Because it was it was horrible. I was shocked when I saw what I saw. It was it was it was so bad that I was seeing humans. I saw a man sleeping with an animal. I mean, I, I don't understand why people would do that. It, it's just you know the only answer is just is just demons. People are demonized. People are possessed and oppressed by demons. And when these demons come into you, they'll tell you to. Because if demons won't tell you to do that, who else is going to tell you to do that? 
If a demon will not tell you to go sleep with an animal, who else? Because in this world, we're only influenced by two forces, either by God or by Satan and his demons. So it's obviously demons, because God will not encourage you to do... I mean, we all know this. It's, it's from Satan. Because God will never let you do anything that will let you go to hell. Remember, that's what I was saying earlier, that, I mean, for so many of you, for so many of you, like, I mean, as you're growing in the Lord, please, 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 make sure that you don't look back into, the, I, I, I mean, sorry, I mean, as you're growing in life, as you're growing, as you're growing in the world we're living in, in Christ, you know, as we're living, you're growing as a Christian, but you're still living in the world, as you're growing in the Lord, as you're living in the world, you're in this world, but you're not of this world. Make sure that you stay away from the abominations of this world and make sure with with all your heart, with all your mind, and with all your soul that you do what the Lord wants you to do. Yes, as you're growing and as you're living in this world, I want you to do all that you can, you know, to 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 stay away from the world and, you know, follow Christ. And just focus on Christ. Don't look into the world. Please, don't look Don't look into the sinful world. Because everyone is different and everyone has a different plan. I mean, God has a different plan for everyone. And for some of you that will realize that maybe right now things might not be going as well because of, let's say, what you're doing. Some of you might be struggling with, um, might realize that right now you're in a situation where maybe because of, you know, it may be family situation, job, academic, it could be anything. But you realize that because you're in this situation, it's hard for you to seek God. Because as I said earlier, you have to know that God will never put you in a situation that will stop you from seeking Him. Thank you, Jesus. God will never put you in a situation that will stop you from leaning on Him. If that happens, then it's just Satan's plan, because that's what Satan wants. Satan wants you to be distracted and to leave God and to, you know, and to be in the, and, and to be in this world. But God is eager to save. So if you're realizing that, then it means. It means this. You have to go to God and let and fast and spend time with God and let God tell you what He wants you to do. Because it's most likely that God might want you to change things. He might want you to leave. Because if you're in a place that where you can't see God, where you're struggling to see God, there, there's the most likelihood that God will probably want you to leave. Because God will never want you to be in a place in the first place where you'll be going into hell. Because remember, the Bible says that your soul, okay, it's much, much more important. Much, much more important than anything. I mean, it's, I mean, it says it's much, much more important than anything in this world. That's why it's not worth it to lose your soul and to gain the whole world. It's not. Because I said earlier, your spirit is so great. God, it's so great. It's greater than this whole world. And it's greater than the, the, the sea. It's much, much more greater. Because, because how God made this world, he made it so easily. He spoke and it came into being. But with you, you're very different. You you were actually you were not you were made differently. God didn't speak you into being, he breathed you into being. It's like a part of him came out of him and entered you and that that's how you were formed. That is how you were formed. You were formed out of God. You were not spoken into being. Like how other because you know other animals, everything else was spoken and you know the plants, the trees, everything was spoken and it came into being. But you were not spoken. You were made very differently. From all the other, you know, the, the Bible tells us from all the other things, I mean, from all the other things that God had created in the world, you were different. God, a part of God was breathed, and then that part of God became you. That's why you're much, much more greater than this world, because 
what is the greatest thing in the whole world? It's God. I mean, the whole universe. God is the greatest thing. And if you're in the image of God, it means you're, in, you're, you're like a form of God. You're like a small. You're like the Bible says, you know, God, we're all like gods. We're like small baby gods. You're like a small form of God. You're like a little version. You're like a little version of God. You're like a small form of God. God is like great. He's like the father and you're like a baby. Because the Bible says, do you not know that we're all like God? God has made us like him. He's made us like God. But we, the reason you realize we can't do so much and do a lot of things is because right now, we have the potential. It's not we can't. We can. But it's like the ability to do it right now, we, it's like we don't really, really have that right now because, because we need the faith, okay? To do things, you need faith. You, have, you can do it because we have the potential. But we need the faith because the ability to do it right now. God, you know, God has given it to us, but we haven't really completely realized and received it all yet. It's, given it to, it's been given to us, okay? But it's like we haven't realized the fullness of what God has given to us yet. Because right now the Bible says we know in part. Our knowledge is partial, okay? So we don't know everything. And because we don't know a lot of things, we don't even know that we could even do things. So we don't even know how to do them because we don't even know that we could do them in the first place. So how can we do what we don't even know we can do? So that's why things are the way they are right now. But God has made us like Him, like God too, like Him. That's what the Bible says. So the things that God does, we could do because Jesus says that the things that He did, we'll even do more. And Jesus is God. So the things that God did, God, He said that He's even going to do a lot more through us because we're like Him, because we're in His image. We are like Him. We are like God. That's all. I'm not saying that because I want. I'm saying that because God said so in His Word that we are like God. That God. That's how God made us. We're we're like God. We're in His image. The Bible says that we're made in His image and His likeness. And Jesus also said that, do you not know that we're like God? God has made us like Him. But right now, we're, we're like, it's like the only way you could do anything is anything good is if you're, you find your identity in, in, in Jesus. It's like if you find and know your identity in Jesus, that's when you're able to do what you're created to do and you're able to become what you're supposed to be. And finding your identity in Jesus is not just like, it's not just... The thing about finding your identity in Jesus, it's, it's, it's not just something simple like people think. People think finding your identity in Jesus is just, is people, people usually think it's like maybe getting an ID card where you get an ID card, this is your identity in Jesus Christ. It, um, spiritually, um, it's similar, but it's very different. It's not the same thing. It's, in fact, not the same thing. Finding your identity in Jesus Christ, okay, is a lot more than people think. It's not something that happens just overnight. Well, God can, but it takes a lot of time because there's so much to us. We are so much more than we think. We're so much more than we imagine. That it takes time for God to show us who we are completely. God could give us little revelations of who we are. He, God could give us you know, little revelations of who we are over time. Maybe every day He gives us a little bit at a time. And then over time we get more and more revelations of who we are. But eventually, it's like we'll keep knowing and knowing and knowing and knowing and it'll never stop. Knowing who God made us, because your identity. Okay, once you come into Jesus, you know the basics. But it's like, it's like you 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 will constantly need to know more because there's so much knowledge in God that we've not even dreamed of yet, and God wants us to know this. So basically, it's like it's gonna take it takes time. Okay, as you seek God, God gives you more and more knowledge day after day, time after time, and He will let you understand these things so that you know. So it takes time. So, knowing your identity in Christ, when you become saved, you know the basics of your identity. Sometimes it might take time. Sometimes, because it took me a while. I got saved. I, I knew who I was in the Lord. But it took me even a longer time to know who I truly was in the Lord. Because 
I was more than I, I mean, though I was something, I, I was like, you're more than you think you are. It's all of us, okay, as Christians, we're more than we think we are. We're very different, like we're very special and unique. God has a different plan for all of us, and we're all very different, and you're more than you think you are. And it took a long time for God to actually, sh- for me to actually understand this, because I would pray and pray, and one day when I prayed for 11 hours, that was the first day that I began to actually know 100% who I truly was. This was after maybe about two or three years after I was saved, and it took a lot of time. So you see, it took a lot of time for me to actually know who I truly was, and I'm still knowing who I am. I still don't know everything about me. There's still things about me that I have no idea of, that God is still reminding me of and teaching me about myself. But that's how it is. We're all very different, and we're, we're all unique, and we're more, we're more than we think we are. Like, you are an image of God. God's image is not a simple thing. God's image, it's so complex and so diverse and so great. And you cannot even, you know, as God is, God, you could never finish thinking about God. You could never completely understand God. In that same way, because we're in God's image, you could, you could, it's like that. You could never finish thinking, you could never completely really understand who we are as in God's image. Because we're God's image. And because of that, you can never completely understand God's image. Because God's image alone is just beyond mind. It's like it's so great to completely fathom completely. It's so great. Like you can't even understand all of it completely. And it's human. It's great. So that's how great God has made us. So I want you to know that. That's why. That's part of why we're so special to God. And you know where. You know of this. You know of the creations. Uh, the things that God made in the earth. God gave us power and dominion over everything that He made because He because He made us greater than everything else in the earth because. We are his image. We are like God. He made us like him. But the earth was not like God. The earth was formed, and you know, it was formless and without void, and God spoke, and you know, let there be light, and there was light, and then everything started forming, because God spoke. But with us, remember, God didn't speak. He breathed. It's literally a part of him. We came out of him. Like, it's like he breathed himself into us. I wish you guys could grasp that. God has made us so special and so wonderfully and so powerful. God has made us so great, and he's given us all authority, because all authority belongs to Jesus, and Jesus has given us all authority. So God has given us all authority to do so much. That's why I, I want you to be encouraged. I want you to know that you're so special to God. Satan, that's why Satan is doing all he can to steal you away from God, because, because Satan knows how precious you are, because Satan knows you are in the image of God, and you're very unique and special before God. Satan knows this. And he doesn't want you to reach anywhere. That's why he's doing all we can to distract people as they are. That's why as Christians we have to rise up and pray and fight for our brothers and sisters. And we can't allow Satan to touch them. We cannot allow that. Because they're so special. Because each one of them has great potential. Each one of them is, is God in a little form. In like a very, very small, immature form. That's how we are. God's in little forms. With great potential. We're different, we're different, we're all very different, you know, but we all have great potential like God. We're all different parts of God, but we're all very unique and very special. And God, you know, God made us have relationship with us. And I want all of you to just really take your lives as Christians very seriously. Don't take it for granted because you're very special to God. You're a very unique person. You're, you're in the image of God. And, you know, God wants all of you to, you know, to just keep seeking Him and to just keep getting prepared. 
just to keep getting prepared. Because I tell you, the Lord showed me in the dream I was talking about, there is so much sin and so much darkness in this world, and something very heavy, a huge darkness, a huge judgment will come. A huge judgment and a huge darkness will come. Darkness is going to cover and, and just cover this whole world completely. Because there's so much sin, just so much sin, so much evil, so much darkness in this world. So please, just keep getting ready, keep preparing. And don't stop fighting, you know, don't stop praying, don't stop fasting. You know, seek the Lord non-stop, just keep fighting, you know, to please the Lord. It doesn't matter what people say, what people think. I mean, there have been so many times when people have gone against me for what I was doing for the Lord. But because I knew it was what the Lord wanted, I did it. And when I did that, Jesus would cry, like, Jesus would literally cry. And I would see him crying... Not because of sadness. He'd cry because he was because he because he saw how much I defended his word because I loved him. Because of that he was crying. It meant so much to him. Because, you know, Jesus he's so you know, he's very Jesus is if you know Jesus, you know he's like very emotional. He's like the most emotional person in the whole world. And I love him so much. I love how God is so emotional. Because really emotional emotions are great things. They're such amazing things like they're one of the great God, the emotions are such great things that God made a lot of people don't understand but emotions are great things that God made because out of God's emotions comes his powers because out of God's love his power you know out of God's emotion loving is an emotion and out of the emotion of love God's power lies like there's so much power look at how much we were saved and it's all because of God's emotions his love if God didn't really care we would we would still be all, so many of us would perish but because of God's emotion his out of his emotion came his power to save because he cared for us he died to save us so you see how mo emotion is 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 so powerful how God how God has made emotion so powerful so you see how powerful emotions are that's why i want you to care for God that's why he cares about relationship because power okay and authority it, it all lies a lot a lot of it lies in emotion. It lies a lot in God's emotions. A lot of people don't know this, but it lies a lot in God's emotions. His emotions, they bring forth His power and His will. God's power, His destruction, when God's bringing destructions and judgment, it's out of His will and out of His emotions. You know, His will is His emo God's will. God's will is His emotion, all the emotions that God feels. And out of His, you know, when God is bringing judgment and destruction, it's out of His emotion to save and out of his emotion to wake the world up because he loves the world that's why he's doing all this he's doing that's why he's bringing all this calamity upon the earth to save because he loves so much and from the dream i had with the darkness that is because if he doesn't because if he doesn't do these things because the bible says that god punishes okay and he chastens those that he loves chasing i mean chastening someone is correcting them is correcting them by rod or like let's say by form of punishment letting them know that what they're doing is wrong so they change because demons are out to steal and to destroy people and sometimes you need to correct people with a rod so that demons won't be able to punish them I mean, so that demons won't be able to take them to hell. Because if you correct someone or chasten someone, it might be for a price. Maybe the person might have to get hurt somehow. But that way, their soul will be saved. That way, the whole, the whole soul, the entire soul does not get condemned in hell. So I want you to know this, because this is very crucial. And this is really important to God. That, you know, you care about His emotions. That He's a God of love. That you love Him with all your heart. And... You know, you trust in Him. 
what he wants is emotion. He created Adam, Adam and Eve. He created us in that, you know, he, he put Adam and Eve in that garden, okay, so that, excuse me, I mean, he created Adam and Eve, and he put them in that garden so that they would have a relationship with him. He didn't, you know, what he, what he didn't want was them to be discussing amongst themselves. and Because, you know, God, you know, he, he doesn't want us to lean on our own counseling. Or, because a mistake that Adam and Eve did was because when, when Eve got the, the fruit, okay, and gave it to Adam, the mistake that he made was that instead of what they were supposed to do was supposed to counsel, seek counsel from God. But they didn't. By then, Satan had already come and Satan was beginning to brainwash them. You, you see, that's why you should be careful of what you listen to. Because just by what you listen to, you can begin to get brainwashed. You see how Satan just began talking to them. Satan had already just made them even forget about even asking God. Because, because, Adam, and, because Adam, Adam and Eve, they knew God. They knew how God was. They, they know if anything, ask the Master before. They knew. Because they know how God is and they know how... God wants to be loved, and, and, and they know their relationship. They know that God wants to love, they know that God loves them. And, you, you know, they, they, they know that God loves them, and they know they should, you know, you know you should, if you're in relationship with someone, you know you should talk to them. And, you know, one mistake they made was that is like, one thing that was wrong that we could learn in the garden was that when Satan began to talk to them, you see, that's why you should be careful who you listen to, because sometimes just listening to someone will just brainwash you just sometimes just listen to just listening to a sentence that someone says will begin to brainwash you you begin to get brainwashed when you listen to them saying just even one word or even just a sentence so please be careful the the this the words you you listen to and the songs please because just a word from a song could just change your life just something uh, just something you see could just change your life and could make you just fall into so much sin and so much darkness so they, they heard Satan, they had already began to be brainwashed. But what they should have done was that they shouldn't have, you know, because what happened was that they shouldn't have sought counsel from Satan and themselves. Because what happened was that when Satan was talking to Eve, Eve was talking back to Satan. But what happens is that when Eve, when Satan spoke to Eve, Eve should have directly spoken to God. That's what happens. When someone talks to you, okay, before you respond, or when you have a thought, before, when something, a thought comes into your head, or when you feel like some, you hear a spirit talking to you, or because spirits do talk to people, when you hear a spirit talking to you, or when you hear something, that's what the Bible said, test all spirits. You know, and, and you know, back then, maybe there wasn't that much knowledge, because the Bible did say that, because the Bible was saying that, I mean, they didn't really know a lot until they ate the fruit, so maybe they didn't know. Because there's a lot of things that, you know, we don't, because even now, because right now the Bible says that in the last day, knowledge will increase, because, you know, as we're getting towards the end, God is giving more knowledge. But back then, there wasn't that much knowledge then. So, I mean, I could, I, you could see how the devil used their lack of knowledge to make them sin. Because, you know, Satan, he knew. Because he's like, an, he's an ancient serpent. Satan, is a, is a, he was an angel that lived for only God knows how long. And, and till this day, he's, he's, I mean, he's still there. He's still existing. So he knows a lot of things. He knows he has a lot of knowledge and a lot of things. So he knew how to deceive them, but they didn't know because they didn't have the knowledge. But what 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 we learned from that part of of you know the Garden of Eden story is that when something happens, okay, what you should do is that whenever you hear something, test every spirit and directly go to God. So what Eve should have done when Lucifer came talking to her was that Eve should have directly went to God. Eve should have directly went to God and and you know had a conversation with the Lord and said, 
Well, Lord, there's a serpent in a garden, and the serpent is asking me to eat the fruit. What should I do? Or something, you know, just so that's, how, that's what we learn now. I mean, right now, we know that obviously we shouldn't listen to the serpent. But that's one thing that is taught us, because there's, the devil comes as an, as an angel of light, and we can't always discern that he's the, the, he's the devil. Sometimes the devil will come to you, and you won't know that he's the devil. So what you do is that you, you go to God and say, Lord, Lord, um... Um, there's, um, Lord, I'm going through this. What do I do? Remember, always ask God for everything. Seek God's counsel. Don't get counsel from yourself. Because, because when, when Eve went to Adam, what Adam should have also done was to go to God and say, God, um, Eve is telling me to eat this fruit too. So should I eat the fruit? Um, you know, you should have, Adam should have went to God. But, you know, Adam, you know, was listening to Eve's counsel. Eve was like, eat it and then, you know, Eve, I mean, Adam Adam, Adam ate the fruit that Eve was offering to him. So basically, what I'm just saying is this, that as we saw from the story, you know, of the book, in the book of Genesis, in, at the Garden of Eden, when, you know, Satan deceived Eve, and then, you know, Satan used Eve to deceive Adam. So what it is, is it's like, this is what we learned, that when all that was happening, God was not interfering. God was just letting them choose their decision. And God was letting them do what they want. So this is what is teaching us, that we always have to make sure that before we speak a word or before we make any decision, God has to be involved. Because you could see that in, the, in their conversation in the Garden of Eden with, with Lucifer and Adam and Eve, because God was not involved, they went to, you know, they, they lost, they, they died. That was what happened to them. You could, you could see what happened to them. They fell. But as we are now, we have, we, we have, God has given us that wisdom. So this is what we've learned, that in any case, if there's like a problem where you're in a situation, please ask God like every second of the step. If you're talking to someone and you're not sure, make sure that you have the Holy Spirit there with you, speaking to you as you're speaking to that person, because the Holy Spirit will show you what to do. Because so many times I've been in places, been in people, and didn't know what to do. And the Holy Spirit was teaching me and telling me, letting me know what to do. So I encourage you to always make sure that you have the Holy Spirit around. Teaching you and letting you know what He always wants you to do. And every time and every minute and every second. You need this. You need to let the Holy Spirit let you know. So that you don't fall or fall into sin or faint. Because if you don't have the Holy Spirit, if you don't have Jesus, you're going to fall. Yes, because I'm telling you, you need the Holy Spirit in every decision you make, in every step that you take, in everything that you do. You need the Holy Spirit to guide you and to help you and to tell you what to do and what not to do, to tell you where to go and where not to go. You know, you, you, you need the Holy Spirit to teach you exactly the steps you want you to take, how you want you to take them, and, you know, you know um, when you should take them. You need the Holy Spirit to let you know this because it's very important that you don't fall into Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.